Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, how you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. We have an amazing show in store for you tonight on this wonderful Tuesday. Uh, thank you for joining. Little little tidbit to get you excited about the show tonight. Miles Berghoff, aka Sonar. Jason Christie, hot off a fresh win. Go go Gomez. Uh, Sweet Pete <laughs> joining us. Dave Brodzik. Jose is in the house with us tonight. <laughs> Becky. And Dick Morris joining us. It's going to be a great show. Let me start this by thanking our sponsors that make this show uh, possible week in and week out. Our presenting sponsor is Mystery Tackle Box. It is like Christmas to your doorstep every month. Amazing product. Uh, we're going to give you our best offer ever. If you use the promo code IKELIVE20, that's IKELIVE20, you get $20 off your first box. Please check them out. Mystery Tackle Box. Flambo, the makers of the best tackle storage systems in the world, with, of course, Z-Rust to keep your baits from rusting in all their packages. Please check out the Ike Approved boxes as well. Liquid Mayhem, the most amazing scent on the planet, and scent is important. If you're fishing a technique where fish are inspecting the bait, put scent on. It really helps. Use the promo code IKELIVE25 to receive 25% off your first purchase on liquidmayhem.com. And, and, Newsflash. Hobie Kayak has just announced the release of the new Mirage Compass Kayak. It's lighter, faster, more colorful, still has the pedal drive system. Wow the dames while blistering speeds of 5 to 5.5 miles per hour. <laughs> the Hobie Mirage Compass Kayak is a bargain at a suggested price point of 19.49. Go out and get yours today. Wow. Very interesting. We're uh, still like six sentences left I, on that one mayhem I, thing I was I waiting for you. <laughs> I don't follow everything on this script. Uh, TH Marine, listen to me. If you've got a tin boat, a John boat, a kayak, a 30-footer, an 80-foot Biggie Small Shot. Check out TH Marine, a maker of great marine products. Tackle Warehouse. Everybody I know shops at Tackle Warehouse, even Kevin Van Dam. Uh, the Bash University. Uh, we got some great promos going on right now at BU. Uh, get 10 days free with the promo code TRYBU. If you also, right now, if you sign up for a 12-month subscription, you get it for $150, giving you... Two months for free. Very important. Brought to you by Real Snot. If you want longer casts, if you want longer, harder casts, smoother cast, yeah. try Real Snot. It's pretty awesome. Fluorocarbon, braid, and mono. And use the promo code IKELIVE25 for 25% off anything on the Real Snot website, including a shirt like Dave has on right now. Yes. And finally, last but not least... Vision Wheel, if you want some cool rims for your truck and boat, check out Vision Wheel. Go to visionwheel.com. 
they got some amazing products. Hang in there with us. When we come back, we got an amazing, hot, steamy show for you. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the internet. Now it's time for Mike Live. is this foolishness how many dreams can you shape in a minute an hour the kind of clean you like best lost three of my teeth too all right so you lost next time you win steamy hot hearty delicious invigorating Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new episode of Ike Live. This is going to be a good one. Joining me in my co-host chair tonight, sitting to the right, look at him. That ain't no Pete Glusick, the one and only Dave Brodzik. All right, thank you for having me. Good to see Excited you. Excited, our in-studio guests. Excited we, to talk to these guys. We got some great in-studio guests. We got some great guests calling in. Yes, we do. We got steamy smoke all around the room tonight. It's going to be a hot show, literally. I mean, the steam right there says it all. Look at it. It's very steamy. Uh, <laughs> Becky said no cheesy oatmeal <laughs> plugged in within nine seconds. That's not. I didn't even say that. I'm just talking about the steam. I'm not talking about the oatmeal. I'm talking about the steam. Uh, it's very important. Uh, Dave, real quick, you want to mention a little bit about the traffic? You had some traffic on the way over? Pretty, yeah. Pretty aggravated when you got here? Uh, yeah, everyone just, I don't know, the rain comes down, and everyone exiting Philly, coming to New Jersey to go home, just acts like they don't know how to drive. Right. And took me, what's usually a 40-minute ride, took me an hour and 25 minutes to get here tonight. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, man. Well, we've also got two very special guests joining us tonight. I believe they battled some traffic coming in as well. We have a lot of people sit on our casting couch tonight, but we've got two guys that I consider real big friends of the show, of us, and of fishing, really making an impact of the sport of fishing. I want to introduce these guys uh, sitting to my left. Uh, how, how long did it take you to get here? What was your drive? Because uh, we, we need the traffic wars here. I was, it should have took me like two hours and 40 minutes. Yes. It took me a little over three hours, like three and a half hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jose I, Rivera joins us and sitting next to Jose. Yeah. Go, go, Gomez, go, go. How long did it take you to get here? The traffic wars here? Well, I told him I was coming to your house. Everybody moved out the way. It took me two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the? This is, this is terrible. Guys, thank you for joining us here. This is awesome to have you here. 
It's so much better than like Skype or phone call or whatever. So I appreciate you battling traffic to join us tonight. It's great to be here. It's going to be a great show. Back in the booth tonight, pushing the buttons, making the show happen. You know him as Ding Dong, the one and only Brian the Carpenter joins us tonight. Brian, how you doing tonight? Wow, good, looking man. good. That's an interesting outfit you got on there, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this is Mexico, not Puerto Rico. Okay. So like, hey. Yeah, really strange outfit. Uh, Sorry about that. Brian, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for making the show happen tonight. Only five minutes late tonight. Not bad. I, I take no credit for that. You're, that's right. It was everyone else. Okay. All Carry right. on. We'll accept that. <laughs> Sitting next to Brian, you know him as Eric the Intern, but I know him as Eric the Hammer. Because every time I look on Instagram or Facebook, he's jacking a big one. Yep. Eric, how you doing tonight? Doing good. Not quite as dressed up as Brian, but I'm here, ready for another show. All right. Well, you're looking good. We're, we're going to talk about – at some point, I do want to talk to you about some of these fish you've been catching. And you said you've been losing some big fish. Yeah, we need to, man. It's not good for my health. All right. We're going to discuss that. And sitting next to Eric, making a, a appearance in the beginning of the show, which hasn't happened in a long time, the one and only, the lovely Miss Rebecca joins us tonight. Hi, Beck. Hi, Mike. Good to see you tonight, baby. It's good to be here. Who are you wearing? Man, I'm so... Oh, well, this amazing hat came from Gogo and Jose. Looks but, great. But uh, I got my LuLaRoe pants on. Who? I don't, think, I don't think they're Puerto Rican. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Boo! I actually Boo. wore makeup. You did? All right. Okay. It's good to know. Uh, it is going to be a great show. In addition to our great in-studio guest... We've got some amazing Skype and call-in guests tonight. We've got Miles Berghoff, a.k.a. Sonar, joining us, fresh off his excursion to Alaska. With some but who, who is Miles Berghoff? Uh, Miles Berghoff is, uh, in the fishing world, he's a pretty good angler. He's won a lot of events. He's won some, some big uh, FLW stuff. He also has a TV show called Sweetwater Fishing. Sweetwater TV. Very, very good TV show. And, and he is the son of, what is Miles' dad's name? Gary Berghoff, Radar. Ga- Radar. Radar O'Reilly. Radar O'Reilly. Yes. So it's Radar's son. All right, who the hell got their phone on? I don't know, but I like it. It's you. <laughs> Come on, go-go. <laughs> get get that phone. About that? I told him upstairs. Uh, Mike Comiskey is calling. Mike Comiskey is calling. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, Jason Christie joining us tonight. Fresh off of his win on Lake Sinclair, we're going to be talking to Jason about some of his techniques he used. Uh, joining us tonight, we miss him in studio, but we're going to hear a little. We're going to get him on Skype or get him on the call, Brian. I think Skype. Skype, sweet Pete, the one and only sweet Pete, our hey, very own Pete Glusen. Dude, he took his family vacation today. Took his family vacation. What's the weather like out there? Yeah, great day to go on vacation. Uh, sweet well, Pete will be go to Houston. Yeah, Sweet Pete will be calling in. And last but not least, Dick Morris, recent winner of the Jim River, will be Skyping in with us a little later. Looking forward to that. Uh, It's going to be an awesome show. Let me remind everybody watching, uh, you can watch us a lot of ways. If you're watching on IkeLive.com, thank you for joining. Also, you can watch us on Facebook Live. And your input is so critical to the show. Please, if you have a question or comment at any point during this amazing broadcast, let us know. You can hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on our social feeds at Ike Live Show. And we want to hear from you. It's very important. Uh, Dave, big thank you to police, firemen, military, EMT, and also our military, active veterans, 
Thank you, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. Crazy world going on right now. Every time I turn on news, I'm like, I, I'm just baffled by the shit going on. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rough year for law enforcement. It's rough. We got guys getting dropped left and right. We had uh, last week between Florida and Pennsylvania, we had five. You're kidding me. Yeah, t- t- two Florida police officers were murdered. And and, and kiss me, uh, you know, in the heart of in the heart of Bassland. It's crazy. Huh? Uh, speaking of tragedies, big tragedy going on right now in the state of Texas, uh, down in the Galveston, Houston area. Uh, tremendous amount of rain, dude, yeah. like, like like insane. Like it rained a lot today, and we got like an inch of rain. And they're talking about 20, 25, 30 inches of rain coming down yeah. in the course of a couple of days in the Houston area. So our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in South Texas. Dealing with all that crap. Do we have the ability to pull those pictures up real quick while I'm talking about this? And hats off to the Cajun Navy again coming out and saving people. Big time. Like they do every time it seems like now. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Everybody getting behind, you know, little John boat. They get whatever they have. They come out. They're rescuing people, saving people from the rooftops. It's pretty amazing. Uh, We're going to pull up real quick. Uh, This came from a good friend of the show, good friend of ours, Chris Zaldane, sent in some pictures. This is Lake Conroe, and this is actually – an area that this is an area we stayed when when Chris and I and Trait and Becky we stayed at the Classic. If you look at this picture, this is the area that we stayed, and there are docks that were probably what do you think, Beck? Five, ten foot off the water's edge. Those rear yeah, round well, things yeah, you see about are the fifteen feet. Yeah, docks. those are the roofs. Let's 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 get this other picture too, because I want you to see this, and this is going to be more recognizable for people down there at Lake Conroe. This is a shot of the bridge that crosses the middle of the lake at Conroe. And normally when you go under this bridge, can you zoom in on that one real quick for me? Normally you go under this bridge, you've got, it's hard to see it, but that bridge is in the the back right-hand side there. Okay, there's a better shot of it. Normally when your boat goes under that bridge, you've probably got 30 feet above your head. Oh, my God, dude. Look at that. It's a really good shot of the water issues they're having in that part of the country. Oh, so my God. Thinking about everybody in Texas. Hang in there, guys. Wow. Uh, Mother Nature's bad bitch. That's for sure. Uh, got another special shout-out. And, Brian, I'm going to wow. put a little bit of this on you. But uh, Waylon May, he's a young dude from Texas, loves fishing. He's battling cancer right now, recently lost a leg. Uh, we just want to say hang in there. Waylon, uh, never give up. We're thinking about you. Uh, what what else? This is this is. We hate to hear these stories, but you yeah, want to give him from uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, kids, you know, kids a big fan of yours, and and he's ate up with fishing. You know, he's uh, sounds like he's just a really amazing kid. More worried about his parents right now than wow. himself, how they're dealing with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he just uh, lost a leg, and and he, he can't wait to get out on the water. Yeah, so. Um, Mike, you got the info in front of you. I think there's a Facebook site. Yeah, it's, I've got here. Uh, if you want to look into this, you want to support a little bit, go to Tractor Backers Facebook page. Go over there. I'm sure they've got a FundMe site set up. Yep. Help this guy out. He's a hardcore fisherman. Uh, Waylon, we're thinking about you. Also, while we're talking about p- people battling stuff, we mentioned in the last show, Dave, but Lake Fork guy, who was on the show, uh, I think uh, a couple times, Justin Rackley, Battling brain cancer, we're still thinking about you, oh, Justin. Man. Uh, he's he's still got that site set up as well. Do you want to go and and all our viewers? I'm sure you know him from YouTube. If you want to go help him out, um, you can buy a T-shirt. He's got a Make Every Cast Count T-shirt. All the proceeds from that shirt will go toward helping him with his his battle with cancer. His so bills. please check him out. Yep. Uh,
basically, uh, we've got a great show tonight, Dave. You got anything you want to say? You got anything you're excited about? I'm excited to have these two I'm guys. just looking to start talking to these guys and find out what's on their mind. I am, too. I'm I'm go from jump, there, man. I want to jump right into it, man. L- let me start, and I want to say, 20 years ago, did you guys think that you would ha- be in a sport and have this much impact on a sport? You guys are having a huge impact on the sport. Did you, 20 years ago, flashback, were you like, man, I want to get involved in this sport and, and, and help with sport fishing and help with to grow it? Did you think that 20 years ago? Were you just like, man, I like to fish? I love to fish, yeah. Yeah. You just like to fish back then. Back then, you just fish and go. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we start by explaining who Gogo is and, and, and who Jose is? Yeah. And what they actually do. Well, I'd love to explain that. What do you think, dude? Yeah. <laughs> so, Gogo is actually a Gogo dancer, as you can see yeah. by his physique. And the hat. Yeah. And the hat. A Chippewa instead of right. a Chippendale. Right. A Ch- Chippewa Bay up there for largemouth. Now, let, let's start. Introduce, let's introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. Tell them what, what you're doing. All right. My name is Jose Rivera. I own uh, Bass Fishing Media. Uh, we do product reviews and um, uh, angler spotlights for people that are up and coming in the business. And if you have a new product coming out, we'll review it on my website for you and help promote your, your business and your company, your products. And I also own um, the Fish and Flea Market Group on Facebook. Uh, it's probably the largest um, buy and sell strictly fishing group on Facebook. I have about 90,000 members. Hey, to everybody on the group. Uh, I, I hope they're all watching tonight. You better be watching. You better be watching. <laughs> uh, you know, it's an awesome group. You know, uh, People are actually making a living on Facebook buying and selling on there. So I'm really proud of it. You know, it's grown. It grew like over two years, like unbelievable. So I'm trying to cross market the two businesses, you know, and, yeah. and make something happen. And then yeah. a little bit later, we're going to talk about your former life, which was? Uh, I was a correction officer for 20 years. Ooh. I had five years I worked with the state, and then I did 20 years with corrections. And I retired pretty young at 45. So and I fished for fun and do fun stuff now. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Go, go, give it to us. And we already talked about the male stripper part, so you can leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all, all know who I am. Gogo oh, Gomez, you know, I'm from Patterson, Clifton now. You know, I've been fishing since six years old. And, you know, Ike's one of my idols. I've been helping kids all the time. Yes. Doing parades, activity. This weekend I had another event. Always give it back. Trying to make a kid be happy. Change them from what's bad out there to positive thoughts, you know. Yeah. And what are the organizations that you're doing with kids? So what I do, I run like fishing clinics, mm-hmm. fishing derbies for different towns, like four different towns, Clifton, Woodland Park, Patterson, Newark. They call me. I sit in an event, do the fishing contest, give stuff away, trophies. Also, my club, myself, we have our own fishing contest that we host. We're having one September 16th. We give trophies for the kids and awards and give back giveaways. Also, we have some donations Mike gave us that we can't wait to give them. Right. So, you know, a little bit of everything from everybody's hanging out, giving us. Now, competitively, how, how, how are you guys involved? What do you do competitively? Well, I fish. I made it to the divisionals before. Whoop, whoop. You know, right. me and Jose, two Puerto Ricans at the same time made a division. Middle That's Atlantic division. Puerto Rico came That's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to believe, but we both did it. Yeah. And, you know, we fished all the circuits, ABA, BBA, um, TBF, FLW, Bass, you know, trying to make our name big and 
be like our leader right here. Right? New Jersey Federation. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Making yeah, New Jersey I, proud. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yep, New Jersey. A lot of good sticks come out of New Jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big time. I think most of the guys that probably fish the Jersey circuit could be pro. I mean, I, I think it's a really hard state to fish in. Yeah. And it's hard, hard to beat the guys that are competing really on hard. the state level. You know, I, believe that really the, hard. I believe that those top six guys that are every year interchange their names, I believe they have the ability to absolutely fish at the pro, fished against them. I know I, they the yeah. ability absolutely have the ability to to, yeah. to make it at the highest level. Yeah. Yeah. Now, They're good, man. Gogo started when he was six. Did you start that early? How, um, how did your interest um, in fishing start? Well, I, I always liked fishing. Uh, never thought it would be as much as I did. And, yeah. Um, a friend of mine snuck me into a private pond in Riverside, and my first fish in there was a five pounder on a spinnerbait. Sounds like every place uh, Eric the intern fishes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Private fishers. Private places that yeah. he's got to sneak into. Yeah, I got covered in ticks and all that stuff, but yeah. I really didn't care. I mean, the five pounder was the first fish, the first bass I think I ever really remembered. And since then, I was hooked. We have a friend that we hooked like that. I wasn't there for it, but our friend John, Mike, and Brian got him hooked the same way with a bubblegum floating worm, and he got like a four or five pound. Oh, I was the best. Ever since then, was hooked, man. I was afraid to yeah. touch it. You know yeah. what I mean, then. Right. You know I mean, I was like, yeah. oh, I just let it, you know, my friend it, grabbed it. It's like, ah, oh, I can pick it up by the lips. Yeah. That, that, that fish that hooks you, that first experience, is pretty amazing. And, yeah. and you know, for a lot of us, you know, we, we can remember it like it was yesterday. But it's funny that you bring that up because. I remember our buddy John's first experience just like it was mine. Like I, yeah. I was like living it with him, you know. He didn't know what he was doing. You know what I mean? He like barely knew how to open, you know, open the bale and a spinning reel. And you know, you watch the process over the course of the day. And you know, we're all catching a few, and he's not catching any. And then that first fish catch, you know, when he has this fish on, it was amazing. You know, it was pretty incredible to see his eyes yeah. light up. I don't even think he knew he had it. He still doesn't. He Even still now, doesn't. 20 years later, he still doesn't know he has a big one on. But uh, I, I remember we were at a lake called Almanessen Lake, yeah. and I was so floored for this guy with his first time out bass fishing to catch a big one like that that I was like excited. I was like rolling around in goose poop. It was the shit. I remember. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, that first experience is awesome. Yeah, man. So back back to you guys. What's the next event you have coming up? Well, next week I'll have a Labor Day Festival, a three-day event. I just finished two back-to-back events. So wow, three-day event, yes. Yeah, mine will be the Hudson River uh, for the New Jersey Bass Nation. That's in uh, September. I'm going to travel to Italy for a week. My, wow. my nephew has a condo there, so yeah. he's down in Calabria. So as soon as I come back, right to fish. Bring your rod to Italy with you. I, I know. Uh, Need a pack places, rod. Uh, shout out to my nephew Ross uh, from Quit Bitching Coalition. Um, <clears throat> he that's in the Quit Bitching Coalition. He has a t-shirt company. Yeah, he's kind of like my fall-to guy with my business stuff because he's put a lot of work yeah. into his stuff. But anyway, he he played baseball there, so he bought this condo while he was there. It's like you cut through the little tree line, you're on the beach. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about going there. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. I, I tell you what I love um, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big supporter of guys that grow the sport. And you guys are doing it a lot of different ways. But just you being who you are, your personality, your background, you know, being from that part of Jersey – you, you, you're bringing a lot of people into the sport because there's a lot of people that look at it and like, I ain't going, I'm not going to do it. There's a bunch, you know, it's a bunch of rednecks, it's a bunch of hillbillies. You guys are really expanding those boundaries. Talk a little bit about that. Well, can, before you start, can I say something about Gogo? Because he's yeah. not going to. I know he's not going to talk about himself. Well, Gogo, go, go. feel free to talk about yourself. <laughs> Pete Lusick does it every yeah. show. Gogo's not a bragger, but I'm going to brag for him. Now, this guy. Honestly, he gets involved in everything. If a firehouse opens, he's there. If there's a parade, he's there. Like, anything that's happening, he brings his boat, 
he comes out, he gets stuff from all his sponsors, he gets it out to all the kids, and that's that's who he is. And I got to admire him for it. Yeah. I, I wish I could be as active as he is doing that kind of stuff. You know, so just like the stuff he does at the park over by his house, you know, they have about thirty kids show up. Sometimes there's not enough guys to even handle it. They don't. It doesn't stop them. They still do it. So I, I admire him for that. So definitely, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's you, a go getter. I, you know. It's good. good stuff, you know, Mike. Oh yeah. my God! I want to I want to second that because I got to know Gogo the first year that we did the pro am, and Gogo volunteered to come help with the kids casting, and I'd heard how awesome Gogo was with the kids. So I'm like, great, awesome. I have somebody that can kind of man this. Let me tell you, Gogo and his crew handled all of that because I'm running around like a maniac, like a chicken with my head yeah. cut off, <laughs> and he had it under control. So year number two. I made sure that GoGo knew the date immediately. I was like, you have to be there. And like, we will change it, the r- date. Rumor we- has it they put it all together with vice grips and duct tape. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> and high C line. Can't yeah. say Got to get the sponsor plug in there. And Jose, I appreciate you saying that, but at the same time, you were a huge asset for us as well with the time. Ike Foundation. I mean, yes. you were just constant messages, phone calls, helping yeah. me like as, spearhead thing or track are. down people I couldn't get. It was amazing. Amazing. It was amazing. It was thank amazing. You, thank I, you. I appreciate that. I want to. I want to tell the story about when we worked together in New York City. Oh yeah. Because that was that was special. That was something. That was special. And Becky, you can chime in if you want on this. You were there, weren't you, Beck? No, I wasn't. You weren't. Okay. Uh, it was amazing. We're in Central Park, and we had a casting event. Kids casting only. No kids fishing. But we had thousands, thousands of kids show up at this one. And I, I'm going to put the number at, and this is a guess, but I'm going to put the number at 80% of those kids that were at Central Park had never even touched a rod That's before, true. had yeah. never cast. So talk a little bit about that, because I, I want to put you on the spot to talk about that event. Because that was, to me, when I close my eyes and think about the power that we all have to help grow the sport, mm-hmm. that's special. And watching you deal with the kids at that event was special. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that event. Well... What happened was um, when that came to um, New York City, they were yeah. like, oh, well, you think you can help out? I said, yeah, I'll get some guys. I called some of my teammates, called Jose to show up, a whole bunch of us. And it was a special moment for them to tell me to come get someone. So you were there. Mike Lee. Mike Lee. Yeah. Um, Lee was there. Sanchos were there. And I knew it was going to be outrageous because what happened in New York they got the pond there. All the kids are all over, and it was amazing how just to see them smile and laugh and cheer. It was awesome. And casting up in the trees, and the, you know, the way <laughs> yeah. you do. You know how you cast in the tree or the book, you know. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah. But it's, it's something beautiful because it's like just to see a kid or even adults, a lot of adults, I yeah, mean, I showing them because what happened, if it ain't for them, you know, they're, you know, they're followed. They follow you. They follow me. Yeah. And it's like just that moment. Every second counts. And you'd be surprised when they just catch a sun, even if they don't catch a fish, just being out there, how that can change their life. It was you know? amazing. So here's where I need some advice. I need some advice from all you guys, actually. Brian and I have talked about this before. I got a nine-year-old son. Pretty much everything that I enjoy in life, he enjoys in life. Except Garden? Nah, yeah. He actually will weed really? for me. He deadheads the roses, yes. Wow. But, uh, he won't. He does not. He has not been bit by the fish bug yet. And no matter what I do, no matter what steps I take or where I take them, yeah. Does not take to it. What? Like, what are some tricks? What are some yeah. tactics, man? I need help, dude. I would, I would have him target small. Like, I don't know what you fish for. You just 
taking him just for basketball. Yeah. Say I would take him for bluegills and stuff like that, where he's going to catch quantity, you know, quality. Yeah, quantity. Yeah. And not so much the quality. Get him started like that. Just catch him. So just keep it moving. Real light tackle. Yeah, because kids get bored quick. You know, I have you taken him to like a private place that's just loaded, like where he could jack their asses. Dude, I I brought him up to Tickhole. And had him tickle in its heyday, ha- or tickle, tickle two years after its heyday. Okay. But still, having him real frog across the top and watch it getting slapped, yeah. and he could, he could have cared less. He wanted to ride his BMX bike up and down the trails. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did that too. So yeah. you know what I mean? It's something. Yeah. When you love bikes, it's all about. I bikes, drug this canoe. You got to understand what you got to do to get a canoe to this place. You don't know what I did to get this thing in place for him. Yeah. God damn it! You're gonna fish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you take him blue fishing. Take him blue fishing. Catch a big fish. Yeah, I can't. You know, yeah. I have to rethink it all. You know, that's a tough one because I've, you know, I've got four and and you know, like Drew, who's leaving for college. Shout out to Drew, leaving for Miami tomorrow. Uh, she loves to be outside, but she could care less about fishing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I did the same thing with all four of mine. And you know, some love it, and some don't. You know what I mean? I think yeah. every kid's going to find his own thing. You know, I mean, fishing's not for everybody, but I. It should be, but, you know, I I love the connection to the outdoors with fishing. That's the big thing for me and kids is I love that it connects them to the outdoors, you know, whether they're a hardcore wannabe tournament kid or just, hey, I like to be out here. Yeah. Throwing around, you know. Yeah, Yeah, it's something I toil with. It's something I'm trying to figure (laughs) out, man, because the day he wants to start doing this is the day I go put another payment on the side of the house. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Payment on the side of the house. I'll do like what I do, for example. When I set up my events, I put all my pictures and who I have there, Ike. And what I say is, listen, this guy right here. Is in a top ten million dollar bracket sponsored by Toyota. All these sponsors, they're like this. Well, that could be you. I was almost there. I'm going to be there soon. So guess what? If I'm not there, you're going to be there. So you give them something now. So guess yeah. what? You don't have to work so hard. And you know, because all they think, oh, fishing is nothing. No, fishing is a big thing. It's a big high school, college. Everything's about fishing yeah. now. Yeah. So when you put a picture or a pro, then you put Kevin Van Dam. You mentioned Kevin, but then you say, look, this guy's from New Jersey, top ten. You can't yeah. do and it changes their thinking, you know, yeah. positive, always positive, never I think negative. A, I think a lot of it, too, is uh, kids not knowing that they have opportunities where they're at. I think there's a lot of that, right? Like, you, you know, we, we were in a different boat when we were young because we had mentors and we had people saying, you know, go to Cressy's, go to Stella's. Who, go to, who was our mentors? Well, I mean, like, you know, Tom's dad, like my uncle, okay. you know, like yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. adult, you know, older you. figures that yes. fished. But I think a lot of kids live in these places, wherever you know, whether it's an inner city or a suburb or wherever, they don't know what's there. You know, they got a they got a little pond in the middle of their subdivision, or they got a river running through the city. You know, they don't know that there's fishing opportunities there. I think that's a big thing, is just letting them know that there's you can fish there yeah, and catch was, something. That's what was great about New York, if you remember. So many people were walking up and they were like, fishing. In New York, they yeah. were, I mean, the lines we were talking about were long. There were, <laughs> yeah. there were adults in those lines. There were adults that in those wanted lines. to cast. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they'd never seen a fishing pole. Never, never and, tried and it. Just the art of casting. Yeah. They've never experienced. It was something. It was something. It's really cool. I, I, yeah, I walked away from that like, wow. That was you know cool. I mean? It was pretty. It was cool, amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's really amazing. Uh, let me let me remind everybody watching: if you've got a question for Jose or Gogo, please send them in. Hit us up on the instant messaging line. Brian, we got we got something ready. Okay. I, got no, I, I, oh, 
I wanted to say one of the amazing things about fishing, which I don't know if everyone always realizes, is that it's a sport, but you don't have to be able to like throw the ball further than someone else. You don't have to be able to run faster than someone else. It's a sport that is accepting of every human being. You don't have to be athletic. You don't. You don't have to be athletic or talented. It's it. Well, <laughs> or in shape. <laughs> Well, Brian took that a little further than I was. Yeah, just go, took her took her point and stomped all over it. With <laughs> negativity and, and sarcasm. <laughs> Good job, Brian. Good job. I'm Brian. sorry, guys. I, I got I got I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. Thanks, Brian. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyways, but I think I think that's you know what we were trying to show with you know every day with the Ike Foundation is just getting kids in the outdoors, partnering with the Turkey Federation. Like it maybe hunting is your niche, maybe fishing is your niche, like whatever it might be, just to get outside. Yeah. And I think more people that. We we have like Gogo, Jose, you know, all of us in this room trying to get kids into the outdoors. It's it's a huge, huge thing, and we appreciate everyone who gets involved with us to do these things. It's a huge thing, it's a huge thing, and I and and I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of what we're all doing here because you know, dude, honestly, Dave, you've you've traveled enough through these other circuits when you were fishing. The rest of the country thinks New Jersey's the armpit of America. Oh, and they, tra- and they treat us like that too. Yeah, <laughs> we, get, we get like, such a on, bad huh? rap. I'm from so, New Jersey. Where are you from? Yeah. Talking, looking at me like that. Like, yeah. So I'm proud, man. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of what we're doing to help grow the sport. And that that's that's special, man. That's special. You know? It's selfless, man. It is. It is. Hey, can it's I can impressive. I um can I thank someone else who's helping the Egg Foundation? Sure. I would like to thank O'Meals. Oh. O'Meals made sure that everyone at the Ike Foundation event had breakfast and lunch that day, Shout and they were meals. also awesome enough to send us dinner tonight. Yeah, we're going to be eating O'Meals all throughout the show. Awesome product. Um, so they're a really, really cool company, and they are amazing for anyone who's an outdoorsman. I'm going to give the brief how you use an O'Meals. Um, but everyone's eating them tonight, enjoying themselves. All right, so listen, O'Meal's comes in a pack. You open up the top. I got a little hasty. I already opened mine up. I don't need the card. All right, so look, I have a heating pack. My food is fully enclosed. Craziness. My utensils come in the pack. I put my food back in the pack, fully enclosed. I put my heating pack. I take it out of this little silver foil thing. I put my heating pack. Get it out of your pants. Put it in the pack. Put it in the pack. All right. I put that in. Make sure it's at the bottom. Then you use liquid. Liquid? Liquid. It does not have to be water. It could be lake water. It could... I mean, I don't know. You could probably pee in this thing. As long as it's liquid, that's what activates the heating (laughs) pack. Yeah, you might want to take that one back. Ammonia might mix with the uh, heating agent and cause some kind of a noxious chemical. Put the guy right out into the water and then a drink. He's gone. All right, so don't pee, don't pee in it, all right? Don't pee in it. My whole point is the liquid never touches the food, so it could be lake water. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be fresh drinking right. water. Thanks, River, Dave. Water for Cooper River. Yeah. Whatever it is, it does not touch your food. Your food's completely cleared. All right, so close it up. Let her sit. And then it steams. The coolest it's the thing coolest happens. thing. <laughs> it steams. Yeah. It steams. So it's cooking. So right now yeah, as we're talking, somebody's it's nuts. in there cooking. Yeah. Just wait till it gets hot enough, and then the steam literally erupts out of it. It's, it's kind of fun. The coolest thing about it is no matter what you eat on a boat, it's not like you're sitting at a place eating a sandwich when you get it. Whatever you get winds up being soggy. It winds up either being hot or too cold because of the ice you got to sit on. These things are cool because they don't get wet. Like the meal stays the way it is. Like it's kind of neat. Like yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty 
awesome. It is, dude. Yeah. It's an MRE. I mean, it's just yeah, what I it is. I take and... the same stuff when I like. I see there a hose. Look, there it is. There it is. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, look, we got. We have steam. There it is. We can hear steam. That's less than a minute. Wow. It's amazing. It's cooking, Beth. So it like cooks itself, and then after a couple of minutes, when it's done cooking, you just you take your that. utensils out and you eat it. Like how easy, that's so simple on a boat. That's awesome. Here's the thing that really sold me on these guys. I'm not traveling with Mike this year. So Mike's, as we all know, is not the best eater when I'm not around. He's he's like, Mm -hmm. just give me the greasy burger. Um, So I appreciate the fact that these are nutritious meals in a container. And I don't feel bad like tossing these in the truck with him and having him eat these and knowing that he's not running through fast food place. This is the one I had before. Yeah. It's really good. I want to try some more of these. Really Mike good. was known back in the day for getting roast beef sandwiches on, um, like, Sunday, and then just... Yeah, I'd pull, so I'd pull into town. You know, a lot of these places we'd fish, <laughs> there's no, you know, they're no out food. in the middle of nowhere. So before I got to where I was going, you'd go through that last little town, yep. you know, whatever, 20 miles outside. So whatever it would be there, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'd go and I'd get, like, a dozen sandwiches. Like, I would just buy, like, a dozen for the whole week. And I just throw them in a cooler. That's it. I throw them in a cooler. I go to like Arby's. Give me 12 Arby's. Yep. Wow. Throw them in a cooler. Ain't cool. got time for and that. that's it. I'd fish dark to dark. I'd come back. I'd wolf one down. Go to bed. Next day, dark to dark. Come back. Wolf one down. That's it. The whole week, I just have Arby's. Or God, McDonald's burgers. See, I find, I find myself when I go to like those truck stop food places looking at the yeah. people that work there, and I'm like, oh, who made it? Like, yeah, I like, can't like, buy like that. Arby's. I can't buy that. Like an Arby's that's like connected to like the... The, yeah, the gas. It's like all one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dude, always suspect, hungry. man. And for me, I, know, I look at it dude. too, but then I'm hungry and I'm like, and ah, screw a, it. Mike, there's a truck driver shower thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when McGraw went up to Champlain? I think he went up with you. Yeah. And he got bologna. He got ham sliced up. He got it. Yes. At, to take up with them. Yes. And made ham and cheese sandwiches all week. <laughs> he did. And by four or five days in. He was really constipated. He was constipated. He had to, to the point that he had like to drive days. home from Lake Champlain. He gave up a couple days on Champlain yeah. and went home. Yeah, he couldn't. He, so he, yeah, so he, he had he went to the supermarket, had all this ham. You know, give me ten pounds of ham or whatever. He had the ham. He made all these sandwiches. He's eating every day. But about third or fourth day, like Brian said, yeah. he's got stomach issues. God can't shit. He can't head took it hadn't taken a crap in like four days. And he's like, Man, what's going on? I'm sure you know, sometimes when you're traveling you just get thrown out of whack or whatever. He's like, That's all right, I'm just traveling, I'm thrown out of whack. Well, dude, it's like Friday and he still hadn't taken a dump. He leaves, we're all still there. Come to find out, you remember the story? He went, dude, he went home. It was a Sunday he went home. Yeah. Or Saturday. He went home, watched football all day with his roommate yep. and drank. Yeah. And, finally, finally, and, and, something. And still fell asleep feeling sick. Tried yeah. to drink it out or something. Yeah. Like, two in the morning, he wakes up, and it was go time. Yeah. In the dark, running to the bathroom. Yeah. Got in there. And, hmm, I don't know if you could paint this picture I'll better paint the picture. than me. Got go in ahead. there, and he's starting to go, but, like, it's it's coming, but it's not really coming out. And he's kind of like, what's going on? I don't want to make it too graphic, but make a long story short, he actually gets down there and starts trying to help it out. <laughs> And he realizes that whoever cut the ham left the plastic wrapper Come on. on the ham. <laughs> so the entire time he was eating these ham and cheese sandwiches throughout the week, he He's was eating, eating confetti. Plastic. Yeah, wow. Oh, my God. So he was stuffed full up of with plastic. So now he's pulling sheets of plastic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, all right. We and got once the, he got unstopped it. 
All hell broke loose. How's there one Polish joke ever told when the Irish <laughs> there running around this country doing that kind of stuff? If there was O'Meals, he wouldn't have had that problem. That's a, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to reality here. This is a weird, this is a weird yeah, twist of awesome. conversation. Go, but go if work. you but if you've got a good story, please put it through the IM yeah, because the we can, might have a winner here. We, we if might. you can be the John story, right. yes, and we got Let's stuff give to give away. away. This yeah. is a great opportunity, Brian the Carpenter. We're going to do a tackle warehouse gift pack. No, no, they brought they brought mail. Oh, all right, it's all out there. It's all out there. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll, we can, we're giving more stuff away. Yeah, but we'll yeah, do yeah. a tackle warehouse warehouse gift pack. Gotcha. Twenty dollar twenty five dollar tackle warehouse gift card gift card hat koozie sticker for the best. Story about crapping. Yeah, let me say the people watching on Facebook, we really don't watch, uh, read the Facebook messages. So you want to win, go over to IkeLive.com okay. and message us. Yeah. yeah. All right, enough about crapping. Go, go, I want to get back to you. So <laughs> we just made a contest. Jose, Jose kind of <laughs> let us know how he got hooked. Take us back. How did you get started? You said you've been fishing since you were six. Yes. How, how did you get started? And where? Because you grew up in an untraditional fishing area. True, yes. Well, in Patterson, there ain't that much things to do. So I met my best friend, Chris, townie guy. He said, you want to go fishing? I used to sneak out the house. I used to go from, jump from my house from one roof to the other roof. First, I watched my father go to work, and when he left to work, for all of us, there's 12 of us. You'd wait till you saw him pull out of when the... When he left, walking down the street to go to work... That was a go. And I would just, if I had to go to the third floor, jump out the window, go to the next roof, come down. Is this where you got your nickname, Go-Go? Yeah. I'm always going. Wow. <laughs> so then after that, I would get down, go fishing. But he always knew where I was at. So, you know, and, you know, I, my friends started taking me, and I got hooked on it. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So, jumping, cool. from, jumping from roof to roof, like, okay, like the fiddler away. on the roof. And, I mean, and did you start <laughs> bass fishing or just fishing in general? Just no, anything that yeah, bit? Yeah, it was bass fishing. Like Jose said, those private places with friends. Come on. I was a little guy. Yeah. They'd take me camping. I had to wait, you know. But I'm saying trout fishing every every year I was there, you know. Yeah. What is it about fishing on private property without permission to be there? It's so cool. I love it. Man. What is it about it? I man? love it. Do you guys have any good car. stories from fishing on private property where you get kicked out? Anything you can tell on yeah, air? When they say, excuse me. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. And you got the big German shepherd, then you turn around. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they you got, got your attention. you right there, and you're like, okay, yeah. I like to fish on golf courses <laughs> until I get kicked out. Yeah. Golf course, the golf course ponds are always there. Oh, yeah. yeah, no Especially doubt. In Jersey. Yeah. I haven't done it up in PA yet. I moved to Stratton after I retired, but I haven't got a chance to do it up here. I might have to go try it. There's yeah, a bunch up there. Yeah, throw you right off since they see it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some good ones that we oh, used yeah. to hit. I had a guy that I used to sneak on the ponds with named Steve, and uh, we would be out there, and we used to wait all the time. We didn't have boats, so we were wait- we'd be waiting, and we'd be you know in remote areas where people had to yell to us. And I was never one for conflict. If they said it was private, I would get out. You know, This guy, Steve, was the other guy. And they would say, you know, it's private property, and he would respond back to them. Like whatever time it was of the day, he'd be like one o'clock, and then they'd it's be, one o'clock. Yeah, they'd, they'd be shouting much. like it's private property. He'd be like it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Like, he'd be all the asking. time back to him. And how many times people just walked away finally? Like you know what? I don't even care. It's not worth my time. But some people would stay and then make sure we got off. But yeah, I've, ac- I've actually been taken the one time I've been kicked off. You know, when I was younger, probably two, three dozen times. But I got a ticket one time at Stella's. And I went to court for it. I went to wow. court to see what they would do, you know. And uh, they they did. I can't remember. They they like once 
the judge got in front of the judge. They expunged it, you know? <laughs> wow. But it was a trespassing ticket from Stellis. Yeah, it's something. I yeah. And Stellis is public now. Yeah, the state owns it now. Yeah. My brother went fishing to a private pond. Next thing you know, back in the day, they confiscated all his things. They wow. cuffed him, made my other brother-in-law go back to Patterson, get money, bail him, and they kept all his stuff. You're kidding me. <laughs> Man. Wow. Those days, yeah. Man, that's hardcore. Just jacked them. You might know this, Mike. This, I hear there's a myth that they're in Burlington, that little island. Yeah. I heard there's an, a pond on that Ooh. island. There is. There's a lake out there. So that yeah. is true. I've that never is pulled, true. I've always been afraid, like, to... You have to canoe there. to it or you have to kayak I to it. Oh. The shoreline drag, access is very limited. The woods. Very limited shoreline access, but it, it's choked with fish. It's I, choked I, with I them. just tell a big secret? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know what? If someone, has the, if someone has the temerity to load their boat up, paddle across the tidal portion of the river, hunk, hunk, hunker through the woods, then more power to you. It, yeah. It's not easy to do. It, it's a good place. you got to want to be out there. you got to really want to be out there yeah, to get through this place. It's a good I just, place. I just gave it up. Sorry to whoever fished there for. So now, <laughs> so you were you were Department of Corrections. How old were you when you when you got into prison? Um, uh, let's see. I retired. Um, I went there in my twenties. Uh, I was like twenty years old. I I worked for the um, the state. I worked with Challenge Kids first, mm-hmm. and um, I loved the job. It was great. I you know I I had a high function unit when I worked the, with the kids, so they I could take them out to like wrestling and you know things like that. And then, uh, well, what was it? Was it a detention facility for kids? Uh, no. Well, my first five years, I worked for the state just doing um, working with challenge kids until I saw my brother's paycheck one day because my brother was a correction officer. He goes, you know, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm just in the prison. And then I said, once I saw his paycheck, I said, I'm definitely in the wrong. But when you say challenge kids, do you mean high-risk kids for crime or or disability? Okay. Yeah, they had handicapped disabilities. Okay. So I left that job, transferred my pension over to corrections. Mm -hmm. And um, my brother worked at Trenton State Prison, so that's where I ended up starting. Um, I worked there for a year. Uh, the day before I became a senior officer, <clears throat> there was a little melee when the inmates were coming in from the yard, and I was stabbed by an inmate uh, who was trying to kill a supervisor. There were seven of us, and seven of them, they had weapons they, they had buried in the yard. So they came in, they, they were stabbing several several of us. Since I had a supervisor next to me, they weren't really trying to stab me. They were only stabbing him. So I was holding him up. I he was stabbed probably 11 times. <clears throat> uh, I couldn't take it anymore. I took my work belt off. I started fighting the inmates back. I put him behind me, and then the the weapons turned on me. Uh, I was able to block the, the shank twice. It did end up going through my wrist. Uh, by that time, we were at the end of the hallway, and uh, we were able to escape the area. So <clears throat> after that, I came back to work, and I, I transferred to a different they, – they had me transferred to a different prison. Uh, over in Yardville and what's up Yardville? And that isn't any nicer. Yardville. So hold on, let me just give some background here for okay. people listening. So where Jose worked at Trenton State Prison, that is New Jersey's hardest prison it's to work tough at. One. It, yeah. And he what well, year was this? 1990? I was in 90. Yeah. Okay, so in 1990, we that's that we had we had we had the capital punishment unit then. That's where everyone who was on death row, the bad of the bad. Everyone who was bad, the guys who didn't get put to death, gangbangers getting 40, 50 years. 19-year-old kids with 50 years to do are walking around in Trenton Prison. Like, it's absolutely and still is the hardest prison in New Jersey. Right. But Yardville was no gift either. That's gladiator school, man. You know what? People think, <laughs> oh, Yardville's a medium security. No. Actually, there's more problem. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but there are a lot of killers in there. They're just younger. Yes. You know what I mean? So wow. they're not at age to go to uh, another jail. They have to be there. You know, now it's like, you know, the model prison. They, they do a lot of... Um, 
rehabilitation stuff there and schooling. All the all the prisons have schools. So, so I, I was DOC also. I worked. Uh, I got hired on at Ed the Mahan at first. I worked right. at Mahan, then I opened up Southwoods okay. before I went over to Camden PD. Right. But I want to get back to I want to get back to the assault. So how many officers got stabbed that day? Um, there were five officers that were stabbed. The cap was a captain, a sergeant, and uh, two officers. That wow. Were now was Stanley Nunn was Stanley Nunn chief of that place at the time? Yeah, Nunn was the chief that. Yeah, because he opened up Southwoods. He was yeah. he was the he, he was the chief of Southwoods. Well, yeah. not chief, but he was the administrator. Never heard that story. No, I, 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 I I've heard I've, I don't know names of who who got yeah. stabbed. But I, yeah, you hear about these things absolutely. They're yeah. part of the legend now, of working at the OC. We've got people watching and listening that don't even that don't know what a shank is. You want to explain that, Dave? Yeah, sure. So a shank is a knife made could be made from anything. Uh, it's a prison knife. It's a prison weapon. It's made from anywhere from pieces of metal that they find, pieces of wood, toothpicks, I mean, not tooth, toothbrushes, uh, razor blades, the razor broken out and, and, and molded into the end of the toothbrushes for a slashing weapon. I mean, these inmates, while though they might not know how to read or write, they are some of the most clever people yeah. I've ever come across. I've watched and I've confiscated back in the day for you younger, for you millennials that don't know what a Eric. what a Walkman was. <laughs> we used to have to put a tape inside of a device that was a box about this big and we would have to push a button a so we could hear the music being played through this tape that would roll through it. Well, I actually confiscated one of these things that they turned into a tattoo machine. Like they could actually yeah, make tattoos and it was a functional tattoo. And it wasn't like the shitty kind of grayish tattoos that you see people like, why'd you do that to yourself? Them kind of, like these are legit great like tattoos. On, like the one on Brian's leg? Like the <laughs> <laughs> Brian's tribal band. Ouch. Oh, I'm so original. <laughs> yeah, that uh, tribal band covers up a homemade tattoo all essay. Right. All right. All right. Bato. <laughs> so, so what we're, Mike's question was in, in, in terms of their being clever uh, and, and in terms of the weapons, man, it's just, uh, I mean, I could, I could, tell you the stories of the things we found and the me- mechanisms in which they communicate to each other. But where I worked at pales in comparison to where you came from. Oh, yeah. I think mean, I said I worked at Mayhem, which is the women's prison. Yeah. You know, I did two and a half years there and I did, you know, I did. That wasn't easy, I'm, I'm sure. That was as easy as it gets. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. If, if I had foresight and I had yeah. the ability to go back in time, I never would have left that place. <laughs> really? It was the easiest job I've ever I, had. I thought it was so, brutal working there. No. So here's some misconceptions, okay? okay? Um, in terms of the women, there's about there's about 1,200 inmates that were there when I was there, and this right. is around 1994, 1995. It is not a Lifetime movie. There's no Tyra Banks walking around with the shirt tied under her there's chest. Not, there's, there's Let no me tell you something. There are no attractive inmates in prison. All right, it, it's Zero? All, it's all a myth, not dude. Not even one. There may be one or two 3 a.m. regrets walking around in there, and that's about it, dude. There is nothing beyond that. Wait, one or two what? One or two 3 a.m. regrets walking around in there. But there is nothing you're looking at first, second, third. There's nothing you're looking at. I'm telling you, that's all a myth. Now, granted, you know, maybe somewhere else that exists, not in New Jersey. Um but we had all of we had all the units there. We had them. We had and mostly all those women are drug offenders. Yeah. But yeah. the bid that I had, I had a, I had a room that was about six by six, and it was just, I controlled three metal doors into the maximum unit. Now where I was at was where some of the more hardened women were. There were the women that you know cut their husbands up, slit their husbands while they sleep, mentally deranged ones that killed their babies. Yeah, like it. it the, you, you, it's it just was no nothing like yours, but yeah. where I was at, at least they, they were they, they were the hard the, the, the movements were controlled. They didn't have free reign because with only having one woman prison, 
you have all three statuses there, maximum, medium, and, and the minimum, you know? So right. it's almost like a college campus, the way it's set up. Yeah. And uh, no, it was the easiest job. It was one of the easiest job I ever with the best group of guys I ever worked with yeah. in law enforcement. Oh, so, everybody I worked with. Oh, man, but those guys, out of all the guys when I worked in Camden PD, uh, Southwoods, and, and, and the Mayhem guys, they absolutely were the best people I, I ever I worked with. I because you've got to stick together. Yeah. There's no, there's no, like, you're on your own. Yeah. Now, now here's, I want to ask a question for both of you guys. You both worked in uh, corrections. Did you ever see a shank made out of Ike approved VMC 5 eye flipping hook? <laughs> uh, I have. Ever. Uh, probably now. Right. Maybe Straight I'm shot. Sure now somebody's probably has one. Or now they're going to, now right. that you said it, somebody's going to come up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That'd be a good ass shank. Oh, yeah. That's a sharp Very motherfucker. Sharp. What uh? What, what what's the cool what's the coolest shank you ever saw? Uh, uh probably what I was stabbed with. Which was, uh, <laughs> what I was stabbed. What I saw coming was a piece of typewriter. They took the bar that holds the paper. Uh, you should probably explain what a typewriter is. All right, so millennials for Eric? for a few millennials out there. A typewriter is a box about the size of two, about the size of two sneaker boxes, and contained. On that box are keys, not unlike your keyboard that you have for your computer. And you would simply, as you would hit the letter, there would actually be a corresponding arm attached to that letter that would punch the letter into the paper. Manual. So, and it would make a sound. You know. You don't say. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's how we type things. We used to have to manually type everything, and it, it sounded much like this. So when you hear the sound effect playing, this that is how. News reports used to be made because people were working in the back with typewriters. All right. Uh, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. The worst so thing about the typewriter is <laughs> <laughs> that, That's newscaster's uh, sound effect. There's only two of them. So, go ahead. Exp- explain the shank. Because I, I, I used to be so impressed with how they made these things. Right, dude. These guys were nuts. They, they were smart, first of all. They, were four, they made four out of the bar that held the paper down. So, you know when you're going to... You, well, most people who are of the right age know that when you put the paper in, you twist it, and then you push this bar down, which holds yeah. the paper in place. It's probably about 12 inches long. They took it. They made four separate ice picks out of it. They scraped it on the floor, and they made it very sharp. Then they took tape from the hospital. I don't know how they got it, but the white tape, and they made balls probably the size of uh, maybe a little bit bigger than a golf ball, and they melted the shanks into it. <clears throat> so there was four of those. And the four inmates that had that were all doing, already doing life sentences. They had other weapons, too. They had, like, pieces of uh, weights from the big yard. What threat like, group were they? Were they part of a threat group? There were there were uh, several different gangs. You could probably Google it. I think it still is called. They called themselves the Trenton Seven. They were the seven leaders from the seven uh, black gangs that were in the jail. So the five percenters. Muslims. Yeah, five percenters. Uh, back then, you know, they had the, the Panthers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they they knew this. They were planning this uh, actually two weeks prior, and it didn't fall through. The inmates that were going to do it punked out. So the leaders said, you know what, we're going to do it ourselves. <clears throat> get them. And they did it themselves. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy story. So the coolest shank I ever come across, we, we, when we were building Southwoods, we actually had just, there's three facilities and a medium security unit. So we op- we only had, and there were three maximum secure, maximum facilities that looked identical to each other. So we were building the first one while the other, while everything else was still being built. So we had 1,100 inmates on site with construction workers, drills, drill bits, metal out the ass, more metal they know what to do with. So they had – if you knew how to build a shank, 
you had the ability to get materials that otherwise in prison you can't get because it was a unique right. situation where mm-hmm. we were bringing inmates in there while we were still construct- constructing the prison. And I was on the initial wave of guys that went in there. There was only like 50 of us. This guy built like a goddamn sword, dude. He <laughs> built – no, he ran it. He ran – I'm going to tell you a story. So this thing was about two and a half feet long. And it was a piece of construction metal. I don't know what the hell it even was, yeah. dude. But he had he had it like kind of curved. He had a he, you know he had it sharpened to a point. He had a beautiful handle with this beautiful lanyard. He had whatever the thing is that goes on top the handle Ivory so your hands don't slide um, down. Now, nah, man. So and and he was a five percenter. For people know, five percenters was like it. Without going into too much detail, because it, it, it can be kind of boring. It, it, it's a uh, it's an Islam based uh, gang in the prison. And they believe that, uh, you know, they're the chosen 5%. It's just, it's where guys go to be a part of, because as people, we like to be a part of groups. We join fishing clubs. Top rod bass. We wear the hats to our clubs. We all like to be a part of a gang. You go to prison, you become part of a gang. Unless you're a white guy, you shut up and you, you sit in your cell and you don't draw no attention to yourself. <laughs> but, uh, at least in New Jersey. <laughs> Idaho, a different story. But here we go. So anyway, this guy, this guy took that shot and he ran this thing through the guy's trap wow. and it came out the front. That guy lived, man. That thing missed everything important. You're wow. kidding me. I swear me. to God. Now, if that's a cop, it hits everything. You know what I mean? Like, wow. we get hit by it all, and we bleed out right there. But no, it went through everything, man. Wow. But that thing was amazing, dude. That's crazy. That was, and that, that other, time. They got nothing but time to dream this shit up. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, but I, I, was working, I was working that day. Uh, were you still on when Fred Baker got killed down yeah. in Bayside? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was already in Garden State at the time. Yeah, yeah. We had a correction officer get killed right around like 1996 1997 maybe 1997 his son's a trooper now but uh yeah an inmate five percenter uh stabbed him almost the same exact way got him from the top and it wound up clipping his heart but uh I remember we all refused to work that day yeah so here's an here's an interesting story man and here, here's a good here's a story of i'm not very fond of unions although i'm a part of one now my new job i'm, I'm now i'm now a teamster but uh so <laughs> We were, like I said, we were building this prison when it was happening, and for years we were, we were, we were asking for shank vests. We were asking for what police officers wear. It's a bulletproof vest. This wasn't a ballistic vest. This was a, it was like a, a sharps vest. It, you know, you couldn't stab through it or slice through it. Not saying they can't slice your neck or your face, but at least it's a big target of organs that they don't have access to. We were asking for that for years, and a Republican, Christy Whitman, you know, was the governor at the time. And we, we were getting nowhere with it. And Fred got killed that day. And no, I was part of second shift. And no one – he got killed on the day shift. No one from second shift in any of the prisons were going to go in. We were doing basically our own our own type of uh, strike. strike yeah. Well, there was probably upward of about 2,000 union construction workers on the job at Southwoods because, like I said, we were constructing it. And once one, once one of the different unions found out that we weren't going in that day – they shut the whole 2,000 guys and sent all left. They all left the site. Place was a ghost town. There wasn't a single sound. Wow. You know? Yeah. And uh, they all left, man. They, I mean, that solidarity was something that, at least in the law enforcement unions, we didn't have. Like, we couldn't. We couldn't. That was about the best we could do was what we did right. by not going in. I mean, the, the guys on first we, shift were we all going to be held over. Because we're, we're not allowed to because we're essential personnel. We just took a late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how we worded it. I, I know there was yeah. about 30 of us standing outside the gate, and we yeah. weren't going in, you know. And uh, sure enough, then, the, you know, of course, the vests get authorized then. All of a sudden, the money shows up to get the vests and, you know, it, whatever. It was, you know, it was politics, but. 
that's like anything. You know, they don't do anything until somebody, somebody gets hurt. That's, yeah. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, but people don't understand, like, correction officers, what they deal with. Like I said, I was a police officer in Camden. And Camden, New Jersey is a rough hood, man. It's a rough ghetto, you know. And <clears throat> people don't understand that it's infinitely harder to be a correction officer. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, right after I was stabbed, I, I, I became the union rep. I was a union rep for 15 years for both the PBA. I retired when I retired. I was the state trustee for the FOP. I joined the SOG team, which is a special operations group. I did stuff down at 9/11. I worked at the airport. Mike's fixing my mic. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Sorry. Um, yeah, so after that, you know, I I became active, you know, like very like more active than I probably would have if that didn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just you just have to have some kind of self-worthiness. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. Know? But yeah. like so people don't understand like like the housing unit I worked on, it was me with 105 guys that had access to everything. They weren't locked in their cells. Now there were wings he worked at in Trenton where those guys got a half hour a day. Right. You know, and that's it. Like, they're supposed to get an hour. By the time they get searched and they get out and they get searched to come back again, it's about a half hour to get sunlight on their face. But where I was at, man, it was free range. And uh, it's not, you know, it's it, you don't have a gun. You don't have pepper spray. You don't have handcuffs. You got your mouth. Really? And if you know how to fight and wrestle, you, you better wrestle them because you're going to get your ears boxed off and you you try to stand spray? with them. You don't have nothing no. now because it would be yeah. taken from you. You'd be overpowered in a minute. Supervisors get it. Yeah, supervisors have it. Right. Uh, but a, a, an individual working a, a, a unit does yeah. not have it. No. Huh. My, yeah. Excuse me. My nephew's a um, correction officer. My son just became for Northern State correction officer. That's a, t- that's a, t- that's a tough place, too, man. Yeah, mm. it is. Just like three months already, he's been in Northern State. But my nephew's been in like for 10 years already. Wow. Yeah. That's where we sent like our real gnarly women got sent to Northern State. Like we we had an ad seg which is administrative segregation, which is like a prison within the prison. But we sent our real incorrigible ones to Northern, and they actually was in. They were in in, in the male ad seg unit in in, uh, in Northern, which is in Newark, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's tough. I, this good segue. You go from corrections <laughs> officer to doing what you're doing now. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you do you enjoy what you're doing now more than you did I, being I, a corrections officer? I love what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Because I, in, in my head, like my, my last couple of years, my dream was to go to Florida. So I felt like I'm gonna work now. So when I retire, I can. Fit. We all were going to Florida. Yeah. Aren't we? I know. Yeah, we were all going to Florida. <laughs> I got offered a house in Scranton, and yeah. that's where I'm at, the home of the office. Yeah. Not that Scranton's a bad place, but it's not yeah. Florida. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, man. So yeah, definitely, I. Didn't expect for it to turn into what it turned into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you remember when I, when I talked to you up in New York, you did that. Yeah, little, that was the beginning of it sort that of was for you. I had like yeah. 20,000 members. You yeah. Know, almost at 100. You know, so it's pretty incredible. You know, and, and yeah. now now I'm working with some other people. Um, I, and you know Ricky from uh, Bass East. Yes. Uh, I spoke to him last week, so we're going to start doing some cross Very cool. Because I do... Uh, product reviews and stuff like that, and he yep. does it. And I got what recently with a marketing guy. His, his name is Phil uh, Bletcher. He does, he has a company called BP Outdoors. He's going to handle all my social media stuff, marketing. So we're going to start getting those guys that are on the Facebook group. You guys that are on the Facebook group, join Ike Live. Uh, we're going to also get them over to the Bass Fisher Media page and do some cross promotions there. So we're hoping, Very cool. you know, like, you know, we like doing stuff for the kids. I like giving back. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to do some stuff where we can give back to the members. And, yeah. You know, I like to do something where people send in products for us to review that I can somehow forward it over to like a member a month or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. So, so we, we got a lot of people listening and watching right now that are like, man, this sounds cool. 
how do, how do they how how can they get on and how can they All become right, well, a member? If you're on Facebook, uh, it's easy. Just go to the Fish and Flea Market group. Uh, it just join it. We approve people as they you know. We just don't let anybody on the group because there's a lot of spammers on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, the millennials know what that is, so we got a lot of spammers on there. And um, you should definitely go to Bass Fishing Media. That's another group on Facebook, and I also have a Bass Fishing Media website. Uh, go on there. You'll see all the latest products that are coming out. Um, and that's pretty much it. Now, here's the question of the night. Dave Brodzik, right here. Yes, that man. He, he embarrassed asked you, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you. He wants to know, do you have any rebel buzzing frogs that have come through <laughs> the page? Well. Because he wants any of them you can find on there. They he were, wants dibs on it. Let me tell you something. They were a hot item on that page. Look at that, Dave. What were we talking about on the yeah. water, yes, dude? What the were original we... freaking yeah. Whopper Plopper. Yeah. I got made fun of. Uh, <laughs> and none of them apologized yet. None yeah. of them, with the Whopper Plopper and everything, none of them had said, none you're right, apologize. Dave. You're right. You had foresight 40, 30 years ago, uh, and we're sorry. I didn't get that yet. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we yeah. cracked on that stupid thing. They come back. They made a comeback. But I don't think the fish knew they were supposed to hit that back then, because I used to throw it, dude, and nothing used to come up. Nothing miraculously counting them I told them either. Yeah, there were people fighting over them for a while. Now, yeah. now they're that? starting to show up. Uh, okay. Is that your thing? No, but I threw it back in the day because oh. I'm like, this has to work, you he know? threw it. I did. I had, I had it, dude. He threw it. We all, we all had embarrassing baits in our But house. it wasn't embarrassing. I had a helicopter lure. It was a precursor to a whopper plopper. I know, but back then it was ridiculous. Because it's the buzzing frog. What if it was called the, you know? What about chow hound? I don't want that Angler's one. Pride Chow Hound. What was that? Crankbait with a little spinner under the bill. Is that the one that looked like a dog? It was real long with the... No? No, this is a regular crankbait, but it had a, had a blade under the bill. There's nothing wrong with that. Man's Hardworm, right yeah, there. That's what I was thinking of, was the Hardworm, yeah. Right there. Lazy right. Ike. Lazy Ike, right there. That's an original. Glass Eyes on that wooden bait. They, that is kind of dumb, though. <laughs> we also have on the mount up there, next to the penis coming out of that fish's mouth. Nobody can see that. We have Dance's Eel. Nothing yeah. wrong with that bait. Classic. Dance's Eel. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Very classic. All right. Brian Carver. All right. Uh, listen, every, we're going to take a break. Uh, uh, thanks for watching. Hang in there with us, right? Hey, my, yes. I got an idea. Okay. We had a lot of really, really cool questions or comments come through. Yeah. Uh, people commented on the on the McGraw shit story. Yeah. With some really good stories. Cool. But we transitioned into some cool content that we yeah. didn't want to interrupt. Yes. The idea back here in the booth yeah. is to force Dave against his will to come back here and read them during our break while we go uh, use the latrine and, and he comes back here with his helmet on and reads these, que- <laughs> reads these stories to our viewers. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. There we go. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. So we're not actually going to shut down. Is that what you're no? Saying? We are going to shut down. Oh, we're when we come back, we're going to read the That's stories. That's the commercials. Dave's oh. going to read stories. Okay. All right. Hang in there with us. Our break. Will be the one and only stormtrooper yep. reading shit stories. Yeah, <laughs> hanging her with us. Will we come back more Ike uh, live oh with some great guests: Miles Bergoff, Jason Christie, and Dick Morris, and Peter and the Pete Crust. Join us. Hanging her with us. We come back more Ike live. Are we live? You are live. This segment will address the fans' responses. To a good poop story. First one from Vane Morris. Vane was fishing in Newton Creek. And Vane throughout this whole thing very insanely keeps saying, How you doing? I was fishing in the pads. How you doing? After a while, I felt like I needed to find the men's room. How you doing? 
Vane, I will stop reading this immediately. Most painful. All right. Vane. Anchor up to an old boat. He dumped across from the boat lamp and used Starlight's t-shirt and... All right, so what he did was he wiped his ass with Brian's t-shirt, apparently. I, I can't believe I let that be forced upon me. This is from Dr. Creepy. Tried to squeak one out, but got a surprise. Fished all day with John McGraw with loaded drawers, but never told him. I threw them out in the latrine. The other boys stayed with, got a good chuckle. So this guy fished with our friend John all day with loaded drawers. <laughs> who's, who's, who's Dr. Creepy? I think I know who Dr. Creepy Oh my god. So this dude fished with John all day with shit in his pants? Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's Dr. Earhart. All right. This one used poop as a weapon. And this is from Shadlin, Shad in Canada. He basically was fishing around the private dock on the public lake. The owner came out, stumped all over the dock to scare the fish away, and they laughed at him. They laughed at him while he was fanning at them. Well, the following spring, they was fishing the same lake at the same dock. And his friend, after eating McDonald's, had to pinch a McPoop. He was motoring towards the shore when he realized that the property owner had not come up to open the cottage yet. <laughs> My buddy tied off to his dock, went up on the back of the deck, and left a special gift on the guy's picnic table. Revenge is a dish. Best served steamy. <laughs> Who is that? That is Chad in Canada. Oh, Chad in Canada. Chad in Canada, that's pretty good. Send your contact info in, Chad. You win. You win. Mike, we are live. Feel free. <laughs> Feel free to host the show, Mike. <laughs> We're on break. <laughs> May I have my break then? <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We had an amazing reading of crap stories from Stormtrooper. We want to thank Stormtrooper for doing that. That was pretty bad. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, once again, amazing in-studio guests, some amazing guests joining us a little bit later in the show. Uh, I want to remind everybody, you know, you saw it probably on my Facebook Live post announcing the show, but I want to remind everybody, we've got a ton of stuff we're going to be giving away as the show goes on. Uh, Jose and Gogo both brought some amazing stuff from some of their supporters and sponsors, and we're going to be giving this stuff away. You want to just let, let's run it down right now. Let's give these guys a, a tease about some of the stuff that we've got and we're going to be giving away. All right. Well, we got uh, hooks from Trapper Tackle. Trapper Tackle is one of the newest companies out that are making hooks. They have this cool, cool product. Cool product. Design. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. We got Bass Snack, one of my one of my personal sponsors up from my way. He's an awesome guy. He makes a lot of custom colors. We got stuff from EcoPro Tungsten. We got Jackal Baits. 
we're both sponsored by High C Line, High C's Line. High C's. Love High some High C Line. Local Lure, they make all kind of cool products. You should go on their website. Okay. There, go go. Okay. Um, like you said before, I'd like to thank our sponsors because I mean, without our sponsors and our supporting sponsors, we won't be able to be here today. Not only that, our fans, the kids, the adults. I mean, it's all about them because if it ain't about them, I won't be here. You know. But you know, like I was getting back, so you know, Lunker Lure. We have a lot of packages to give a Lunker Lure. Hard callers, like Jose said before, we both sponsored through Eco Pro, High Seas. We have jack. We got the Jig Shack custom uh, baits. We got VCL pack. Oh, let me VCL see that. baits. Let me see that. Let me see that one you just did right there. Shimano. We got Shimano has to give away also, and don't forget at the end, we're going to be giving away. A G Loomis oh. IMX Pro. Ooh, look at them things. Let me see those. With a G Loomis hat. So make sure you guys oh, call in, ask things. questions. Yeah, you sponsor, you're sponsored by the That's Loomis? sick. Okay, Damn. Okay. And you're giving this away? It's giving away. Hey, some lucky person's going to have that. And I hope you answer the right questions at the end of the show. And, you know, wow. State Farm. State Farm, you know, one of my sponsors. I can't do nothing without them. And my supporting sponsor, oh. Yamaha Skeeter, Lawrence. I Motor do. Guide. You know, without them working with the kids, I call them up in two seconds. They just send me stuff, and I'm always giving something for them. And Mike Kamiskis, too. Mike Kamiskis, I call him up sometime. He gives me stuff, you know. And I call Mike. You know, we all Shout work together. Shout out to Mike Kamiskis. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to Mike Kamiskis. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when you need something, don't be shy. Call these guys. They'll give you stuff for the kids' event and anything. You know, we all have a lot of extra stuff that we don't use. So just donate it to me, donate it to Ike Foundation, because we have too many kids that, be surprised, just a pack of bait or anything. Like I had this one kid, I'll give you a good example, at the county fair. He came up to me. I took a lure, a Vibratron, that I just finished catching a smallmouth with. I gave it to him. I cut it off my rod, gave it to him. The kid said he went crazy. He had a wonderful time. I gave him a couple of stuff. He just started fishing. He's 16 years old. Yeah, you're so, a good dude, ma- man. Matter of fact, 16 years old, he's just started. Imagine... That changes in his life, you know. You know, you got to give back. You know, don't be shy to do anything. Can, can I win this? Key time. No, uh, employees of Ike Live cannot win <laughs> any of the products. Get something from uh, Ricky from like a new, a grass I'm, a, I'm a contractor. I'm not yes. an employee. Yes, we're gonna give that away. Too. Grass goat's awesome. Yeah, a, gra- a grass goat and a troll. Those things are unbelievable. Unbelievable for cutting through the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. So, hold on. This is obviously going to be the coup de grace present oh, yeah. that you give tonight. We got to really make somebody earn this right here. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm talking about. Like so. This, yeah, this is a seven-one. Uh, it's on the it's on the medium side, but it, you know it's it's ranged from it's ranged up to a three eight ounce bait, you know ten to fourteen pound line. I, I see this being my fourteen pound quarter ounce to three eight ounce spinner bait rod, man. A little light spinner bait rod. <laughs> exactly, dude. Or my finesse buzz bait rod. He said, I see it as, and he's always I see it. you're visualizing. Yeah. Yeah, no, you I'm not gonna it. win. That's but. all you gotta look look at it. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Touch it in the back. You felt that? It felt good, right? Uh, Touch it nice back. Ride. Let me, let me also real Mike's quick. Mike's never giving anything uh, that nice away on this Brian show. Brian Carpenter, <laughs> let me get a little close up here. Let me remind everybody tonight, the beer of choice uh, is a really, really good beer from Yards Brewery, and we're drinking the Cape of Good Hope tonight. Mm. Dave, you mentioned this like two years ago. Yeah, dude. On like Lives being one of your favorites. So for anyone that doesn't remember that episode, we had the Yards guys in here, and the first year they released that, I bought it. I got It's a seasonal release. But now they're, it seems like they're releasing it yeah. year-round. But at the time, it was only released in uh, in March. Oh, no. 
It was September because March was the other one that we talked about earlier. But anyway, they actually made a mistake on the first release, and they had burned uh, the ingredients. So it it tasted burned by their standard. By my standard, it was delicious because the following years, it never tasted the same. They were never able to duplicate it. And if you go back to that Yards episode, it was a really cool class on brewing. And yeah. you actually get to hear them tell the story. I recommend it if you're a fan of craft beer. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Brian Carpenter, what have we got going on back there? I see you guys are fiddling around like oh, animals back well, there. Well, we got some hilarious comments and questions or remarks on the uh, IM board that never get brought into the show because we always just skip past them. Let's but they're, do it they're right fantastic. Now. And. Um, uh, uh, Boyd commented, Dave, don't put that Loomis in the ceiling fan, or you'll have to buy one of my shit white ice sticks. Right. White, ice, white ice meat sticks. Uh, wow. My bad. He didn't say shit. That was the comment above it. So uh, white ice meat sticks. White ice meat sticks. And then Wawa Hoagie Lady says, the shit part of the show reminded me of Jim Fish. He is like a steamy pile of dog shit on a fresh cut lawn. <laughs> wow. We all know Jim Fishwick. Jim Fishwick. Shout out to him. Nice guy. <laughs> nice on a guy. fresh cut lawn. Fans of Ike Live just keep coming. It's amazing. All right. Yeah, we got Pete Glusick sitting there walking back and forth. Oh, we do. All right. Well, let's get Pete Glusick on the phone. Uh, He's on the Skype. We miss having him in studio. This is very awkward having this guy on like this, but here he goes, joining us now via Skype or or FaceTime or whatever he's doing, the one and only Pete Glusick, bitches. Hi, Pete. How you guys doing? How you doing? All right. right. First of all, why aren't you here sitting in your seat, Pete? Right? <laughs> well, I think you're going to be with us. It's a little reprieve. Uh, me and the family, you know, had a break. Shelly got her work done, and uh, we decided to come down to shore and, and, and grab a couple days as Jake's hanging with me right now. Yeah. And, oh, um, big Jake! Just take Jake. A couple days, ready to head down to Douglas, so... Uh, to see if I can uh, squander another perfectly good lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're getting a little bit of downtime. You need that. You need a little bit of downtime. Uh, do you want to let everybody know where you're at? You want to give them an idea? I know a lot of your rabid fans might follow you, but you want to let them know where you're at? Yeah. Down at Ocean City. Uh, my family loves the beach. So, uh, yeah, we're down at Ocean City, New Jersey, and we got down. Just in time for a tropical storm. <laughs> right. It looks like Lake Erie on tournament day out there. Wow. Uh, I, I promise it's blowing like 30 mile an hour, sustained. The waves are amazing. I'd show it to you, but it, it, it just got dark. But the, the waves crashing the beach, it, it, it's an impressive sight. Hey, Pete. Uh, hey, Pete. It's Dave. What's up, dude? <laughs> I just love you hanging. Yeah, you there, dude? Hey, Pete, what's up, man? Yeah, I got you. Hey, got you. you're supposed to say hi back when someone says, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> let me try, let me try. Hey, Pete, it's Gogo. How you doing? My idol. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Pete. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico's here. Gogo, Puerto Pete. Rico. Hey, Pete, all I was going to tell you to do was go to the lobster house for dinner with Shelly. Take her out and go there. We went there the other night. It's outstanding. It's down in Cape May, dude. That's all I was going to try to tell you. Okay. All right. We were, looking, we were looking for a place. Uh, Lobster House sounds good. I can see it right down the beach. Lobster House is a good one. All right, Pete, you mentioned it. Heading to Douglas next week. Give us a, give us a little bit of uh, where, where's your mind at? Where's your head at for this one? What are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I, I keep hearing that they're lower in the water level, 
and they do that this time of year. Um, you know, so that makes things a little challenging, and, you know, it seems like it might scatter them, might be a shallow bite, which, I mean, last time we were there, I mean, we were catching them down to 50 feet deep, so, uh, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it's a shallow bite, and, you know, and then we got to contend with the rivers, you know, the rivers are all rocky, and it seems like up the river might be a viable pattern. Um, I don't know, there, there's some of the things that picking through my mind. But I, I like the sound of it being a shallow derby. Uh, that, you know, it's hard to get a crankbait down to 50 feet when you're not allowed to stroll it. <laughs> That's right. No strolling. They removed that from the rules. That's right. Yep. Wow. I, remember, I, I was getting them crankbaits. The DT20, I was hitting bottom in like 45, 48 feet deep. Dang, oh. dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know it goes down that far, man, when you do that. What? It takes, the only problem, it takes about five to ten minutes of cast, which, you know. Right, yeah. It, it, you watch your tournament day evaporate, you know, in just like ten casts. What size uh, line are you using, Peter? Are you using ten? Yeah, in that case, yeah, I was using ten, uh, just trying to get the maximum depth, depth still having enough line to be able to keep a fish pin. But, uh yeah, but that, that was neat, man. It seems like there's no bottom on these lakes, man. It's it's like opposite of blueback herring lakes, you know? It's like when the, the fish will go wherever that bait goes, whether it's 50, 60, 70, who knows? But, um, yeah, but with this lower le- lake level, I, I don't know, man. We heck, we might be topwater fishing next week, Mike. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and just to remind you, there are smallmouth in Douglas Lake, but this time of the year – you're only allowed to keep in your possession one smallmouth, and it has to be over 18 inches. No kidding. Yes. One smallmouth over 18 this time of the year. So keep that in mind. Are you fishing the tournament this week, Mike? You know, I uh, I was had my heart set on fishing it, and then you know I kind of put myself back in a position to make it through the AOI championship. And I really believe that, you know, instead of spreading myself really thin, that my best option is to come home this week, regroup mentally, yep. physically, recharge the batteries, go back to the AOY and go and try to get a top ten there and make this classic. So I decided to opt out of it last minute. Well, I'll uh, I'll be looking for your best waypoints here over the next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know my least favorite lake in the country is Douglas Lake? Is that true? <laughs> it is true. It used to be Old Hickory in Tennessee, and then I changed it to Douglas a few years back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I've done okay down at Douglas. I haven't ever – I've only fished two derbies there. Oddly enough, one was like a mega bucks like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I like the lake. It's got a lot of fish in it. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my last stab to make the classic, so – uh, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the boat and everything holds together this week. Uh, you know, we'll be able to do well. Yeah. But it's not hey, the boat, Pete. <laughs> you brought it up. I mean, hell of a job up there at Lake St. Clair. It's it's amazing that you caught 19 pounds a day and finished in the mid 30s. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Good God. Yeah. That place. I mean, it's always had that kind of fishing, but. They're all bigger. They're all like a half a pound to three quarters of a pound bigger each than they've ever been before. It's amazing. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Wild. It's pretty amazing. It's uh, the the fishery is really really good right now. Uh, it's healthy. 
and the other fisheries were off, you know, so you saw St. Clair dominate uh, last week, which is interesting. But we're going to be getting Jason Christie on a little bit later. We're going to corner him on some of the techniques that he used. And, you know, he was able to trigger that bigger bite, and that made the difference. The difference between 19 pounds a day and 20 pounds a day or 21 pounds a day was huge. And and he was able to trigger a bigger bite. So I'm, I'm curious to get in his head to see what the, the difference was, you know. I, I, you know, I am too. I'm going to be listening, and uh, yeah, I loved it. He used the tube, right? Nobody's fishing <laughs> tubes anymore. It's all about the drop shot, yeah, these, or the Ned rig. But, uh, but man, that that tube, man, I, it's been my experience, especially when you get close to the fall, it catches the big ones. And uh, he certainly did that. But you got to ask him this because I heard him say it, uh, how he was using the drum uh, to to fire the schools up. Yeah. Uh, you know, from catch a drum up there on the Great Lakes, it takes like 20 minutes to land it. But, you know, he he was saying those drum, he would catch like five or six in a row, and it would actually fire the big smallmouth up and, and get them activated where he could catch the smallmouth. So I'm interested to, to hear some details on that deal. Yeah, that's interesting. Whenever I catch drum, they just slide my shit up and break me off, you know? So <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I think one of the other things that I noticed at, at that derby was the, I mean, the battle for Angler of the Year was was just epic, yeah. really. You know, the, uh, Brandon, you know, Polnick's leading, coming in, has kind of, he has a good day, right? Catches like 17 pounds or so, but puts him in like 45th, 47th place. And uh, Jacob Wheeler goes out and cracks a good bag, I think like 21 pounds or so. So he picked up, and I, I think he actually took the lead for AOY after day one. And the two of those guys are just out of their minds. Yeah. I mean, I would advise them against everything that they're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> doing it like, uh, you know, Brandon catches uh, – you know, a, a smaller bag. So, so what's he do? He runs to Lake Huron, all, like goes 15 miles into the lake, catches two giants, turns around, fuels up, runs all the way to the southern end of St. Clair to, to get 22 pounds and jump back in the lead in Angler of the Year. With all that pressure. It's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We, fuck. This is amazing. He's, uh, he catches a monster bag on St. Clair abandons it and goes to Peely Island for the day on day two. Yeah. Holding the angler of the year, like in the lead. Yeah. Abandoning St. Clair, running all that distance. Um, man, I, I mean, just fearless. I, I just, I got to say, man, that's some impressive fearless decision-making out there by those guys. It's crazy. It's nice to see it. It's really refreshing to see these guys not holding back and, and fishing the moment and just fishing to win. Who cares about points and it's great. That's how it should be, you know. Yeah, I know. It's you know, you would think that that those kinds of decisions would would cause you to fall, falter, and and come in with a with a real bad day. But boy, you know, somehow they've been able to to make it work. So that's pretty impressive. And and you know, big big shout out to Jamie Hartman, who you know that's took the lead rookie of the year race, I think, to stay. Um, and you know that that's a really cool deal. He, you know, using his drop shot again and and uh, and killing it. But uh, but did you see Brock's uh, fish catch? Did you get to see that replay, Mike? I did. I actually saw it live. 
saw it happen live. It was pretty amazing. Dude, that was so that, that drop shot out of his mouth, had one hand on the fish, the fish is jumping, somehow collects it into the boat. I, it just reminded me of your crazy antics when you jump in the water getting them with one hand still in the boat. Yeah. No, that, that, that fish catch was, was very athletic. I mean, you got to have great high, hand-eye coordination. I don't even know what happened. No, I, no so one else does either. Basically, it was it was <laughs> on live. Brock Mosley had the camera on him live, and he's fighting a smallmouth. It was a four-pounder, and he's right. fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. He gets the side of the boat, and he goes to put his hand underneath the fish to cradle it to get him in. And as he gets his hand underneath the smallmouth, the drop shot comes out. Oh, God. But the fish is, starts to jump, and he somehow gets his other hand, swats him, and it's like you can see the fish bobble in the midair, and he kind of brings it into his body and pushes him into the boat. Oh, yes. my God. And it's right. all on film. Are dude. there any clips of that, dude, anywhere? There, are, there should be on BassMaster.com. Oh, yeah, but we got Pete on the line. God, dude. Yeah. I want to see You're that. Right. Amazing. I'll, I'll yeah. put it. Like a fumble. Pete, yeah, Pete, yeah, give yeah. us an imitation of it. Pretend you're Brock Mosley. You gotta look like him. <laughs> yeah, interview yourself, Pete. Interview yourself. I would if I could. He's like he had, he was a he was a wide receiver in high school, and I'm telling you, man, he he caught that football just like it was the football, you know. And I mean, he, he just had tons. He, had, he didn't like power it. I, I honestly, I watched it 50 times, and I still don't know how he was able to play that all. Awesome. It's got to have a name. In football, they always name like the catch. You know what I mean? The drive. Yeah. There's got to be a name for what he did there, dude. No. The egregious well, catch. They're calling it the immaculate reception. No. No, that's a, that's Franco Harris. You can't do that. No. Fast <laughs> masters, they can do it. They can't do it. You got to be more creative. You all right, be a little more creative. Come on, we'll, we'll come up with something in the next thirty rock. seconds. The cradle rock. Thank you. Cradle, cradle rock. Cradle rock. The cradle rock. That's a good one. <laughs> cradle rock. Look at that. Go go named it right now. Bassmaster Live don't do much wrong, but it's gonna go Cradle Rock's definitely that's about, better. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a good one. Well, it it was great watching. They they did a great job. Uh, you know, and it was tough because those guys weren't catching a lot of fish, so they had a lot of air time. You know, well that's why we got to see Brock catch that fish a thousand times. Yeah. Because. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of fish catching going on. They were they were getting five, six, seven bites a day, but just giants. Giants, giants. Kate. I think everybody's going to plan, you know, their fall vacation up in St. Clair. Maybe. Hey, hey, Pete, Gogo Gomez brought a really amazing rod to the studio to give away. What if the contest tonight for the rod was the best name for that landing? I like that one. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. I like that. The best what do you name think? for... Uh, Yes. And yes. it cannot be one that was already used. Don't give me the immaculate reception. Don't give me the drive. Don't give me any of that. How about we do a first, second, and third? We can give some of the rest. I like it. Boom, pal. Shaka right. Okay. All right, so everybody listening and watching right. tonight, name, give a name for the fish catch from Brock Mosley on Sunday at Bassmaster. Top three will get prizes with the grand prize winner being the Gene Loomis Rod. And if you're on if you're on the uh, Facebook feed, go over to IkeLive.com. Yeah. And we have to the Do end it, of the show up. to realize if nobody comes with nothing good, we're going to kill that whole contest and we'll start a new one for the Rod. That's if you don't right. come up with oh, something good. I'll just take it. Yeah. Rod's banging. Dude. How, many, how many more days do you have on vacation with your family? A couple? Yeah, just just a couple days down here, Mike. I'll be I'll be home on Thursday. Okay, Pete. Pete for on a scale of one to ten, how how snazzed is is uh, your wife right now that you're doing this and not on vacation? <laughs> He's like, you know, you can decline the request. <laughs> That's how Shelly would say it, dude. That's funny. Yeah. So we calling it a five, a four? 
And I was like, you know, it got to be about 8.20, and I'm like, they're Rick Morris and me on the iPod. <laughs> right, right. Nah, never you, bro. All right, we got coming in through the Ike Live uh, Instagram page, and it's Jeffrey wants to know, Pete, will you be tanning your man boobs on the beach tomorrow? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wins the ride. <laughs> that no one else does. <laughs> He's a little tanning, but... Uh... <laughs> I feel like that's at least a third or a fourth place. Uh, no, exactly, right. dude. That's Jeffrey, a, yeah. you're a winner. Please send your contact information in. Yeah, he just got himself some trapper. He just won. <laughs> he got the trapper hook for that. <laughs> Jeffrey got the trapper keeper. Yeah. Yeah. He takes time away from his family and we're giving gifts to every people to crack bes- on him. Besmirch him. <laughs> the next best Pete joke wins uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> High C line. High C line. Hey, how did you open the oatmeal's bag without getting scorched? What did you guys do? Sorry, Pete. Look at this. Whoa. You got to let it sit a while. Let it simmer. It's been sitting. Uh, Pete, I, I want to tell you, I don't, I'm sure I'm going to get to talk to you before then, but we're wishing you a ton of good luck at Douglas. We want to see you convert. That third day and win the thing. And uh, love to see you at the Classic. And uh, want to see you go down there and jack them, man. Jack their asses down there. Please win, Pete. Please. Come I, on, bring I, it I, home. I, I feel good. I'm catching them good. Everything hold, you know, holds together. I feel like uh, you know, I feel, I feel like I'm fishing pretty well right now. So I'm excited. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, before I roll, uh, just want to say shout out to Ray Scott on his 84th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ray Scott! 84 yeah, today. Can I hit from the 18? 18. It's kind of a belated birthday, but it was a big deal. I, I wanted to ask you, Mike. Did, did did he ever call any of your wins? Did he do the when you won the Federation or you won the Classic? Was it Ray that was handling that? Yeah, I got not a call, but I got a letter. From Ray Scott on both those ones, on my Federation National win and on my Bassmaster Classic win, I had a handwritten letter wow. from Ray Scott, which is really cool. That's and I, st- I still have them in my scrapbooks. That's pretty, that's that's a, pretty that's, epic. That's cool or anything you got in here. Yeah, it's really epic. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, we need, need to get that up on the studio. Yeah. Now, but. I'll tell you, you know what I would pay a ton for <laughs> would be his original jean jacket with the tassels. Oh, you kidding me? Dude, I would pay thousands Dude, for Dude, he had pocket thing. tassels. You Dude, know how hard that is to pull off? He wore that way better than Bon Jovi did. I got to oh, tell you. Oh, come on. He killed Bon way Jovi. Better. He crushed him. He's like... A foot taller. But Bon Jovi's from Jersey, though. Yeah, but he's, he's North Jersey. All right. Sorry, Gogo. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he created everybody's career, and it, it, it's amazing the impact that he had, you know, on the sport of fishing. And, and I, I learned of his birthday. It's kind of a belated birthday, but I want to give a big shout-out, to to Dan O'Sullivan and the Bash Reporters uh, web show, podcast. It was pretty cool. You know, it's... Uh, I heard about this. It was Dano, it was Steve Rice, I think it was Craig Lamb. Wow. And Ken Duke, you know. Ken the, Duke. Uh, the classics. Tackle retailer now. And and contributor to our show, a lot of guys might not know. He does a lot of our uh, trivia questions, Ken Duke. And um, it was really cool. You need to go listen to it, guys, and, and listen to all the great stories about the writers uh, and their experience, you know, with Ray Scott over the last 30 or 40 years. Bring it building this sport to what it is right now. If Mark uh, Jeffries is listening right now, he's cursing you out for even mentioning another podcast. <laughs> 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 
I don't know why he's doing it, Nature Boy. <laughs> well, he's, he's just recognizing these guys. But, Nature Boy, we started this whole thing. But, Mark, he's just recognizing these other guys. When you're out there, Nature Boy, and I'm paying to be out there, why don't you take care of these situations? Okay, let me get back on, on my porn site. I'll be back. You do that. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck just Pete, do you see what you just did? So the best reporters is cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. All right, Pete, we're going to let Pete. you go before your face gets even <laughs> more Back to your beautiful <laughs> family, Pete. I tee you up and you guys just unload. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it's on me. Hey, you know, I'm actually happy it's on Jeffrey's. It's <laughs> You're going to watch your mouth there, glue sack. <laughs> have, have him run laps. <laughs> run laps. Suicide's on the mark. Cap. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Pete, go back and enjoy your family. Enjoy your vacation. Get some of them Ike's crab cakes while you're down there. And uh, have a good time. We'll see you soon. Hey, I appreciate it. And and hey to Gogo, hey to Jose, so, love both guys. I wish I could be in the studio. But you guys all continued success. I'll catch up with all you guys soon. Hey Pete, yeah, Pete, 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 can luck. I get a on Pete Gluzek on vacation, bitches? Pete Gluzek on vacation, bitches. There you have it, Pete Gluzek, everybody. Good luck, Pete. Yeah. Good luck. Take it easy, Pete. Saying that word, I, I forgot he was in the. Uh, <laughs> I wish that's the only four-letter word my son knew. Bitches <laughs> uh, is a four-letter word. Yeah. <laughs> and now you see why Pete is such a key part of the show. Even with him being, you know, a hundred miles away, he creates things. You know, down on the beach, tanning his man boobs, he's still <laughs> that's messed up. Energetic dude. to the show. Yeah. You know, there's still uh, an energy there. That's so messed up. It is messed up. Do we have something to read? We got a lot of entries. All right, we 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 got to run through this real quick, right, and then I got to call. Let's catch up because we want to give away man. some stuff here today. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. catch up. Eric, what do you got? Get us some stuff. Right. What do you got, Eric? We're starting off with a good one right off the bat. Bass ass wedgie grasp. Wow. Bass ass wedgie one, grasp. So yes. we're, we're modeling this off the NFL because they do the best ones, so right? What? It's long, but let's hear the others. All right, all right. The the Ooh, no net okay. snag. What was that? The no net snag. I like it. Okay. Yeah. But they're, they're the arbiters of this decision yeah. here. Brock's boat bounce. Ooh. That's good. Boat bounce. It did kind of bounce in. See, I thought, I, I, for me, it was the brown bagger. But whatever. Somebody said Bra- that? No, Bra- me. I'm saying Maybe that. Maybe we yeah. should pull this clip up. Do we want brown to bagger this clip is pretty solid. What we're talking about? Yeah. No, God forbid. Brown to the ground. What? what? Oh, what? Brown, brown to the ground. To the ground. Brown. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that may be a rod. Who, who, who sent that, that one in? It rhymes, so it wins. Who sent that one in? They're both verbs. Brown. Who said that? That's from Mike Moyer. Said uh, brown Mike to the Moyer. ground. Mike. Good one, Mike. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mike, Mike you're a winner. Of brown to the ground. That might definitely yeah. be a winner. Mike, send your contact. To the yeah. yeah, definitely. We'll give him something. The slimy scoop. <laughs> the slimy scoop. How about the slimy catcher's mitt? Snail trail. <laughs> the brownie bobble toss. Everyone's trying to rhyme. Yeah. See, they're long. That's the problem. Yeah. Like immaculate reception. Oh, oh, the drive. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Brownie bobble toss. Oh, I like this. Of course, my How about this? Didn't open, right? The snare from St. Clair. Wow. Dude, guess who? Yeah. Guess who? who? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even see Wayne that. Wayne Morris. The one and only. Pete ah. 
Wayne, you just want something. Yeah, the snare oh, from St. Clair is, from is the best. That so is the best. So it's the best. What do you guys think? I mean, you just want to pass this your shit you're giving away. Say something in Spanish. Something in Spanish. I like Brown to the Ground. I think Brown to the Ground is good, too. Brock's Bitch Slap. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Okay. All right. Let me try this. What else we got? I got veggie chili, if that's what you're wondering. Veggie chili? Yeah. Let's see. Come on, rock it down. I ate the throwdown. Nope. This is fucking banging. Dude. Yeah. We got a bunch. Throwdown. Mm. Bang. What was the other one that yeah, we dude, liked? Yeah, this is the, better the, like Hormel. The Mosley Shuffle. The Mosley Shuffle. Smalley Swipe. Uh, I'm liking brown to the yeah, ground. Good, I think that's the good. best one. Yeah, the snare from St. Clair. Did you have veggie chili really yet? I did not have that. Dude. Dude. No, I think mm -hmm. I did have that one. I had the chicken. I ate it in two seconds. Yeah. Brownie dropper. Dude, meals is good stuff, dude. This is better than anything you'll like. Any uh, Hormel garbage. No, it's good. Like, good. Is, no, it's really this good. This is good. This yeah. is stout. This is better than that. What is it? Wish meal. Peanut butter jelly. I think this on a boat. All right, let me. That's a good lot of them. Oh, it's not Wayne. It's his girlfriend. You want to keep it, giving us some more? It was Wayne like, Mars' girlfriend that won. Who? Wayne Mars' girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. That was the that was the St. Clair snare. Oh, okay. That's it's a winner. Wow. That's solid. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, is it over with? Did, 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 are, are we closing it out? Brock's no, headlock. No. Let them keep on coming in. <laughs> Brock's headlock, guys. Brock's headlock. Brock's headlock. Yeah. Dude, if I'm giving the thing away, man, I don't know. It's Brock's headlock or the St. Clair snare. We'll come back to it like that. All right. Let's let it ride a little bit. Dave, speaking of headlock, I'd like to get your thoughts real quick. We have to mention it. Let me get your thoughts on the fight over the weekend, please. He didn't watch it. Gladly. I want to watch it. I want to get your thoughts on it. Because unlike Brian, who will give up seeing his kid at a science fair to hang out with a guy he never meant to go fish, I actually was on my 10th wedding anniversary that night. You did what? Wait, what was you doing? Huh? 10th wedding anniversary. Whose? Me and... Whose? Mine. Yours? Yes. What are you doing this coming weekend? Nothing. It ain't the 10th wedding anniversary. It's the week after. So so it's a three-week wedding anniversary? No. Two weeks? No. Why? What's next weekend that I said I can't do? You st Last week you were on a wedding anniversary? No, no. it's just this week it was wedding anniversary. Saturday night. He's not sure what it is. Nah, maybe that was someone else, Brian. But listen, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> so here's what happened. Conor McGregor lasted 10 rounds ten against rounds. arguably the best boxer, yeah. having never fought a professional boxing match. Right. He lasted 10 rounds, and some will say he won four of those rounds with Mayweather winning five before he finished them, which some say was a questionable stoppage. But no boxer, no boxer in John Jones' weight class will last two minutes. Right. No boxer in Conor McGregor's weight class will last two – no boxer in any of the weight classes in MMA right. will go – The opposite. Will You're never leave the, the first round. Happened. If the opposite happened. If the it, boxer yeah, box, came yeah. into the octagon. Exactly. Right. Now, boxing is difficult, dude. Like, you know – for Connor to do what he did, you can't take a guy who's been wrestling. You can't take a guy who's been wrestling since he's four, and like Jordan Barrows, Winslow, New Jersey. Jordan Barrows won the gold medal. You can't get a guy that's never wrestled or or, or, or has kind of wrestled and go out and last against him. Jordan's right. going to stick him, dude. Right. Yeah, Connor McGregor went out there and boxed Floyd Mayweather for ten rounds, dude. Right. And and and, and hit him. And he hit him. And he arguably won nearly half the fight before it got stopped, which was a controversial stoppage right. in some people's opinion. I don't know. I mean, I'm not there. You can be in front of people getting hit, and it is much different than when you're seeing it on TV. Right. There are sounds they make, and there are 
gazes that that you otherwise can't see unless you're right there. So I don't know, man. For me to say it's premature, I can't speak. I wasn't in the ring, you know. Could, could you make the comparison if you would have a professional walleye guy or professional saltwater angler? Yeah, Mike, it's, a, it's like it's like some dude from Wicked Tuna coming over and beating Van Dam in a four day event. Yeah, because right. it was a you know it was a full right. ten round or twelve round fight. Right. In a four day event, yeah, he could cast. Yeah, he can catch a fish. But, I mean, that that's the comparison. Right. I mean, you know, it, it fishes, was a win but... for MMA. It was a loss for boxing, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. The, the whole um, production of that was horrible. Yeah, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, it was just, it was terrible. It was boring. It, it, the production? What do you the, mean? Uh, the coverage of the fight? The coverage of the fight. Yeah. It, it was lame as hell. Yeah, but think about how much money they made. Because it, it was $100, $99.99. Oh, they made money. Yeah. I'm just saying, and it sucked. And 3 million, what did they say, 3 million people rented it? Is that right? I did, too. Oh, I was watching it, no doubt. That's unbelievable. Just saying, UFC puts on a much, much, much better pay-per-view card times 100. Yeah, the production by far, is amazing. By far. Wow. Hey, here's our three winners, in my okay. opinion. And uh-huh. I am the producer, so... All right, go, go, and Jose, you got to verify this. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is your deal. Brock's headlock, oh, the St. Clair snare, and East Brown and Down. <laughs> bang, bang, and boom. Lock it up. Wow. Lock it up. East Brown and Down. East Brown and Down is one of the best HBO shows of all time. Yeah. yeah. East like Brown and Down. I can feel it. You guys can vote on who gets the rod bones. out of those three or or whatever, but those are, those are the three picks. Same one more time. I'm sorry. Rock's Headlock. Right. East Brown and Down and the St. Clair Snare. Oh, man. Mike, do you have a couple abus you can throw them? Everyone deserves a rod. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The, the fourth place winner... You guys picked the top three. Oh, we still got we still got more events to I do. I know, but hold on. We got the Puerto fourth Rican place Puerto winner of this particular contest is going to receive all the fucking fruit flies buzzing around. The <laughs> Dude, same here. <laughs> They're going to get all the fruit flies. We're going to wrap them up in a damn jar and send you fruit fly corpses. That's what you get. That's awesome. So, place. it has to be in line with... Because the NFL does everything the best. Right. They oh. do their people stories the best, their Shit. nicknames are the best, everything's the best. It's got to be at least two two words. East right. Brown and Down's brilliant. I would never have had the intelligence to think of it. Oh, stop. But i got to at least go with, it's between, for me, Brock's Headlock right. and the St. Clair, whatever the hell it was. I like the St. Clair Snare. Yeah, St. Clair yeah. Snare. And the word That's Snare. That's a good right. one. Uh, you know what I mean? That's clever. Hey, yeah. hey, There's let me say one thing, Mike. Four, another Brown. And then we got to call. Brown to the ground. Brown to the ground, too. Yes. Round to the ground, yes. too. Hey. Round to the ground. Was, <laughs> yes. Because yeah, they don't mess around. Brown Forgot to, to mention this. Uh, all Ike Live uh, fans get 30% off their entire order on O'Meals. Wow. And there is a promo code Ike17. Wow. How good are these things? We've Guys, been eating them all amazing. night. Dude, they're, they're really good. Vegetarian chili. It, it is ridiculous. And you're not even gay. Pasta fajou. Chicken. <laughs> Went down in two seconds. Shout out to Who had the pasta fajou? He said forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, go to, go to www.omeals.com. Use the promo code IKELIVE17. And what do they get, Bri? 30%. 30%. percent off your wow. order. Try them. They're amazing. Right, let's, uh, uh, we're going to get Miles on the phone here in a second. Right now. In the, Right now. Uh, real quick, uh, let me remind everybody, please keep in contact with us. Want to hear from you, hit us up on our IM. Also, get us on our social feeds at Ike Live Show. If you want to catch up on old shows, Dave, you meant, we, we mentioned a couple amazing shows from the past. If you want to follow up, you can get them on IkeLive.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Bassmaster.com, a lot of places. If you're on iTunes... 
listening or watching to some of the old shows, please give us a positive review. I don't know if it, if you do, it'll give us a free T-shirt or something, which will help. Um, I think we've got him right now. I'm very excited to have this guy on the phone. Uh, met this dude, gosh, seems like a hundred years ago now. University down in Florida, uh, and even back then, I could see um, the passion he had for fishing. And he's got a lot going on. He's doing a lot for a young guy. Very excited to have him on Ike Live for the very first time. Miles Sonar Bergoff, Bergoff on the phone tonight. Miles? Am I on? How are you? Finally. You're on. You're an ah, finally. I'm almost out of hotel ice. Yeah. <laughs> You're an hour late, Miles. I thought I was going to have to make a run upstairs. Wow. I'm stoked to be here. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I can't see you. I just see Brian over there. Oh, well, How are you doing, honey? I feel he's pretty ugly. Brian, Brian, Brian sent me a text. He's just like, uh, I'll call you, honey. And uh, <laughs> but he meant to say homie. <laughs> auto, oh, damn autocorrect. Damn autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I, called, you know, I, call, yeah, I, I remember the first time that I got to, to hang out with you at your Bass University and, and dinner with you guys. and. So it's good to be here. This this is actually the podcast that got me started on all the podcasts I listen to now. Nice, right nice. Uh, you're, you're a you're a younger guy. Why is it that podcasting now is you know for for me I'm looking at it I'm engaged in it I'm actively doing it but I still don't feel like a dude. Why is this young generation taken to this form of entertainment? I don't know, but I mean I, I can just speak for myself and. You know, I, I just love podcasts because I'm driving all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly traveling. So it's something that's really easy for me. And, and I had really never jumped on the bed until you guys came along. And I started listening to you. And then it just exploded for me. I started listening to everybody. Hey, hey Miles, this is Dave. I'm a big fan, my friend. What what, what are your podcasts? Hey, how you doing, buddy? What are some of your podcasts? Tell us. So one of my favorites, the first one is you guys. I also Woo! listen to the Mass Zone. Um, and uh, that was a great uh, little uh, um, duo that you did earlier. Uh, so, 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 Miles, you're going to listen to Best Talk Live, Miles? And, the, uh, and then uh, the School of Greatness is actually a really good one, too. Oh, who's that? That's, um, gosh, now you're going to have to Is that Finn or is that some other... It's not fishing related. I actually listen to a, a lot of other stuff. But yeah, yeah, me too. It's actually pretty cool because it's just a it's just bunch of cool... You know the the greatest you know in all walks of life. Just oh yeah, talking about some really cool stuff. Oh, what, what's your most outlandish one that you listen to though that you're almost ashamed to admit? Ashamed to? Oh, dude. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm not ashamed to admit just about anything. We all have one. Uh, uh, you know, I, I like the the murder mystery ones a lot. Okay. Like, I listen to those and I get hooked on those. Ah, uh, that's what like, the serial killer that one. I want to listen to something like that, but. I've uh, I've spent many days just listening to this. Serial killer like, one, but yeah. Serial. Like, yeah, serial. Yeah. Um, serial. Uh, 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 Tina's wedding. Without a trace. <laughs> with a trace. Or, uh, you know, there's, gosh, now you're going to make me go through. Uh, I'm sorry. Now, I'm, I, I listen to a yeah. Sasquatch one, so I can't laugh at anything yeah. you say. Yeah, i got to start on that, the Sasquatch. It's Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. listen to me, Miles. Miles. Sounds really good. Miles, dial up Sasquatch Chronicles. You won't be disappointed. Sasquatch. Dude. Sasquatch Chronicles. I'm going to do it right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. That's what you need to. Uh, and, and by the way, you don't listen to Bass Talk Live. Get on your face and give me 20, soldier. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Here's I actually what, thought about starting my own podcast. Um, Might as well. Everyone else is. But after watching you guys, I just I just as soon quit. No, no, not at all. I would listen to yours in a heartbeat, dude. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> when if, if you do start one, just be careful what you name it. If it's Miles Live or Sonar Live, you'll probably get a law suing Zona right now for the same thing. So you want to be careful. No, no, I got I got a really cool name, but I'm not gonna say it yet until I introduce podcasts. Okay, okay. All right, oh, I can't wait. All right, it's awesome. Uh, I I just want to say it's interesting because when when did we see each other in Florida? That was probably at that university. That was. Late? So they're in there. Ish was there. Yeah. That was um, a while um, back. Yeah, that was... I want to say it was about six years ago. I'm going to say six... Eight? I'm going to say nine? six years ago. Yeah, I'm going to say six or seven years ago. But yeah. it's uh, pretty amazing to me because since then, I've, you know, I have you know I follow social media. I keep an eye on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot going on. You're tournament fishing. You're doing a TV show. You've got sponsors you're working with. You're you're still doing this gig in Alaska, which we're going to get to in a second. You've got yeah. a lot of stuff going on. How the hell do you yeah. – it, it, it seems like too much to manage. Do you have somebody helping you with all this stuff, or is this project? Dude, my wife is listening, so don't get <laughs> – <laughs> don't, don't even add fuel to that fire. But uh, yeah, no, it, it is super busy. It was. It, I'm still kind of jet lagged right now because uh, I flew back from Alaska two days ago. Got in at like two o'clock. Um, drove tomorrow to um, Crystal River, Florida, where we're filming right now for Sweetwater. So me and my buddy Joey Nania, we're filming Sweetwater right now. Um, did did a snook show, a couple a couple other species, kind of a mixed bag type thing today, and. Dude, you don't even want to know my schedule after this this shoot, man. I have to drive to Calafes from Florida, and then we're moving. It's going to take us five days to get all the stuff packed in a trailer, move across country to Tennessee, and then I have to drive back down, pick up my boat, go back up to Tennessee, and then uh, fish the open on on uh, what is it? Douglas uh, Smith Smith. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, a big shout out to Pete. Good luck at, at Douglas, man. Yeah, sweetie Petey. Yeah. Need, needing some luck there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about Sweetwater TV. It's it's a really cool project. Uh, for, you know, First of all, tell me a little bit about why did you decide to start that up? Such a cool concept. But give us, give us some background for people watching and listening that don't know about Sweetwater TV. Give them a little bit of history about the show. Well, I wish I could take credit for it, but actually I got called to, uh, um, you know, I got brought into the show. Uh, it's actually a, a similar format, very similar um, to host format that is actually worked out for the production company that I work with. Um, and they do also Into the Blue and Saltwater Experience, two of the most popular saltwater shows yeah. out there. Into the Blue's good. And so, yeah, no, it's really good. And so it's a two-host format. It's myself and Joanna, and we go out and we have a, a you know a great time on these lakes, and we we you're teaching each other a lot of different techniques and new species of fish. And the really cool thing is that with that dual host format, you can actually bring people into a conversation instead of you're just talking at them, which I really like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's night now. I get to put all the shitty comments on Dave. I just pump all them to Dave yeah. as the co-host. Yeah, that's the yeah. reason why they bring me here, Miles, is to make me say dumb shit. <laughs> that's all they do, man. It's not a friendship, not all. 
That's not. Uh, Wait. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I wanted to I, – I know Brian gave me – has a few things in my notes here about your Alaska trip. I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. I I saw some giant goldfish-looking fish you're holding uh, from that trip. Tell me a little bit about the trip, and then I, I want to get into a story. Brian said you've got a really interesting story about something that happened while you were there. But talk a little bit about – why you go? This is a yearly thing for you, right? You go every year. Talk a little bit about the fishing, and then I want to hear this kind of life-saving story that you have from Alaska. So yeah, so as things would have it, back when I was in high school um, in 2005, I got hooked up with my boss up in Alaska now. And at first, I you know I got offered the job, and I was like, "What is a bass fisherman going to do in Alaska?" Like I really don't feel like you know that this is something i really want to do but then i was like man you'd be stupid not to do this because that's a great opportunity to go up to alaska and work up there and i've been doing it ever since uh, every single year for 13 years well no i missed one year 2014 and uh, the fishing up there is just spectacular right mike you've been there right i have amazing yep. yeah unbelievable dude it's unreal it's my job is so easy as a guide up there it's it's unbelievable. I'm just uh, there's just so plentiful, and so you know we're we're halibut fishing. You mentioned yellow eye. Yellow eye is one of the the species of rockfish that we fish up there. Yep. Um, there's 35 different species of rockfish, and that one is by far the coolest because they get huge. And that fish that you're seeing on my Instagram, and number one isn't my fish. I didn't catch that fish. I have to say that because fishing game might be listening to Ike Live, but I didn't catch that fish. A guest did, and uh, <laughs> most of the fish that you see on my Instagram, my my guests catch. So I just hold them up, and you know, I gotta I gotta do something, right? Yeah, Brian the Carpenter yeah. does that all the time. Beat it. Holds up Eric's fish. Nah, I'm working. Yeah. So that one, uh, that one, that fish is actually probably like 80 years old. Dude, Dude, they get really old. That's crazy. They're really cool. And, you know, I've been doing it for for every year because, you know, I go up there and and this year just it amazes me as I get. I'm only 31, but ever there I'm like, man, this is such a great experience. This is so cool to be able to come up here. And, you know, every every morning I got to look out, peek outside my door of the cabin and just make sure I don't have a bear sitting out there waiting. You know, I, I had that happen several times this year. All of a sudden I just walk out the door and there'd be a brown bear sitting right there. And so, you know, it's just really cool. I've seen the Aurora Borealis. Uh, we get uh, bioluminescence, you know, the, the ocean just lights up. And so it's a really cool experience up there. And it's also very dangerous. So Alaska, you know, is, is one of the biggest threats that we have is exposure up there. It's really – I just left 45-degree weather to come up here to, or down here to, to Florida, and I'm just you – know, I'm, I'm melting down here <laughs> right now. Yeah. But uh, – but so one of the experiences I had this year, we've had some pretty hairy experiences, like like rough weather. Actually, I got I got, I got some today. So Mike, do you remember I, I saw you up at um, Champlain? What was that? 2014. Yeah. That was the year that I didn't go up to Alaska, and it was really rough that second day of the tournament. You yes, remember that? I do remember. Oh yeah. You were pounding past me in that bass cat, dude. You were going—I mean, you were just like six, seven-foot waves. Like I couldn't believe it. But that day, I actually my my co-angler said that I was probably the best boat driver he's, he's ever had, uh, and we never got wet once in that weather. 
and uh, and it's because of the the hairy stuff I've been up in Alaska. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been in some really crazy weather up there, but this year, um, one of the things that happened was. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I woke up at my usual time, 4:30. Walk down to the dock, and I'm getting stuff ready, and and then I go down to text my wife. And I've got this one little spot next to my GPS that has a it has a one bar reception. So I was texting my wife, and all of a sudden, one of the captains that does our weather check, he goes out to the strait and just checks to see what the you know the, the seas are doing, and you know what the weather's like. Um, he comes back. And inside his cab are two guys down to their shorts, and this. And I'm like, "What is going on here?" It's like it's like four fifty, five o'clock in the morning, and these guys just they have this. Their eyes are just wide open, and uh, and they're gray. I mean, I'm not talking white, solid gray. And I'm like, "What is going on here?" So I get outside the the boat there and 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 go help out. And every all of our crew is kind of in the loop. I, I guess I didn't get the memo, but these guys were commercial fishermen, and they had been in the water for at least at least an hour. And we're talking 45 degree water wow. in the morning. Oh wow! And so we're we're talking like. But from like 3.50 in the morning to, to 4.50, these guys are in the water. And, I mean, they can't even move. They're way past the point of shivering. I mean, these guys are like they're, – they're, they're like right on the verge of just – Hypothermia. Know, right there. Yeah. And then I'll bring them into the lodge. And, you know, we're all scrambling trying to make sure that, you know, we do the proper procedure. With, with hypothermia, wow. you, you want to – you know, Pete had a really close call with his father – um, last year, and so proper first aid is really important with those guys, dude. It's in your cases you, you want to make sure that you keep them, you know, you warm them up slow. You don't want to warm them up real fast because all that cold, you know, blood that's in their arms and their legs goes straight to their heart. If you put them like in a tub or or like shower, yeah. you know, they'll they'll die right there. I didn't know that. Rest. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. So yeah. what do you do? Like one blanket at a time? You, you know, snuggle up with them a little bit. I had to like, you know, kind of give them, you know, massages and stuff. No, but we would, we would actually, you know, we had to, we we cranked up the wood stove in there, and actually one of the the things that they recommend is to actually get in a sleeping bag with these guys. But um, we had other options, so we were options first. So you just warm them up slow, man. I, I took my socks off, put my socks on them. And you know, and and got more socks from somebody else. Put it on the other guy. And there, one of the guys was in really good shape, and he he still had a little bit of color, and he started shivering pretty quick right after a man. But the other guy was was still gray. And as soon as we sat him down in the chair in the lodge, he started to pass out. And like uh. we we're like lifting up his eyelids. And they're like rolled into the back of his head. His oh. eyes are just gone. Oh wow. boy! And this dude, he's hardly breathing. We didn't even know. And we're yelling. I'm rubbing on his shoulders, like just trying to keep, you know, keep his his shoulders warm, his his torso, you know, warm and and things circulating. And I tell you what, <laughs> there is it's man, it was it was nuts. And it's it's almost getting to me right now because the the look on his face, my bosses screamed at his face and was just like do you want to live right now and his eyes just go boom just wide open and he starts looking around and he's like oh 
you know, he's not saying anything, can't say anything, couldn't make a sound, but he just, all, at that point, you know, he finally woke up, and I thought he was just going to die right then and there prior to that. Better. Their body temperature, when we took the temperature an hour and a half in, sitting in the lodge and us warming up, was like 94. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It, like, an hour and a half before, I don't even know what it was. It was probably not even in the 90s anymore. Wow. So this, the story goes that they got out there exactly, but we've got warm springs, some natural hot springs at the end of the, the, the bay there. And so a lot of the commercial guys and everybody that goes in there wants to go, you know, hot tubbing. So these guys got in at like 1030, anchored up, <clears throat> went up to the hot springs. I would assume like midnight at 2 o'clock and got in a kayak to go back to their boat. And apparently they've probably been drinking a lot. But they pushed off of the, the the dock and forgot the the, the you know the paddle for the kayak on the dock. And then while they're trying to like backpedal, um, they you know they capsize. And from where they they ended up in the water, a mile past our lodge, past their boat, past several other cruise boats that were sitting in there, they passed all of them and ended up a mile almost into the strait. And I'm telling you, dude. If we hadn't have got, if my uh, the, the captain at our one, um, there's no way that they would have lasted more than you know a couple minutes. Wow, Jesus, wow. that's amazing. Dude, unreal. Hey, what's the over under on when you and your friend can actually sit back and laugh at that story after that happens to you? How long do you think that takes Dude, before you I don't can know if ever. reflect Man, on it? Never. Be like, yeah, we laughed. We laughed. I mean, <laughs> they're alive, man. You know, and the funniest part. So there's the, the funniest part about this. And none of it's actually funny. I just realized that, but none of it's funny. <laughs> no, you're all right. But this is the funny part. So the the captain that found him, his name's Doug, and and you know Doug's captain. He's ski patrolled in the off season, and he's got a handlebar mustache. So he goes out there and he goes out to do weather check, and he calls his wife. Well, he went out to do weather check. He missed those guys on the way out. What do you think was going through their mind when that boat passed them? He, oh. he couldn't have been, you know, maybe 10 or 20 yards from him at that point, and it was just probably pitch black this time of year. He drove past them, made a phone call, and then he almost ran into him on the way back, and that's when he saw him. Yeah, that, what, wow. would you, what would you be thinking that, if that happened? That's be the worst feeling. It, it in the was world. Like, they, that's they every nightmare. Like, they were like Tom Hanks and on the island. Yeah, but no one flew by him. Fucking coconut. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> yeah, but worse, like they couldn't speak. <laughs> yeah, they can't speak to the coconut, so they just. Oh yeah, it's like a God, nightmare. The, that nightmare you can't speak, you can't run. My, you Miles, just, have have has had Captain Doug in contact with those guys at all, or, or they did they disappear? They've kind of disappeared. Um, last week we saw them. You know, we were on the the phone with Coast Guard during the whole, whole ordeal, and and uh, you know they they were kind of instructing us and getting things ready. They were kind of pre prepping this the uh, you know the Jayhawk, which is their their helicopter. Um, and when we they, they weren't no longer it was no longer a mortal threat. Um, you know they kind of stood down, but you know we haven't heard anything from them after they got on the boat. Wow, that's so Not uh, even a fruit basket. Damn it, man. <laughs> I'm kind of still stuck on the part where you said you were cuddling. Yeah, cuddling. I was wondering. Uh, body heat. Now, were you back to back or nut to butt? <laughs> I had to undress this guy. It was the last thing I wanted to do at, like, 
you know, four, or five thirty in the morning was take a dude's pants off. Yeah. But God bless. You. Ain't the I first time, right? Somebody's life. <laughs> won't be the last. <laughs> won't be the last. <laughs> yeah. There's optimism for it. Hey, you know. <laughs> won't be the last. Wow. That's amazing. Ah. I mean, Alaska is an amazing place. It's a beautiful place, yeah. but it's a place it where crazy shit like this could definitely happen. Oh my God, dude! I yeah. mean, it's the wild, wild west, right? Like it's the last frontier, it's, man. It's the last frontier. It's crazy. It, it, it truly is, and you know where where I work. It's called the Baranoff Wilderness Lodge, and it's good in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you have to get there by boat, helicopter, or float plane. And so you know, it, it's but the good thing is we got Coast Guard there. So if we have a, a real emergency, and I've had a couple of really close calls where, uh, you know, I thought we were going to have to call Coast Guard. Um, you know, but it, as my boss says, so we haven't had to do that, thank God. Um, but uh, but the Coast Guard can actually send their Jayhawk um, within 18 minutes, which is faster than most inner city uh, ambulances can get to you. <laughs> Nine one one's a joke. You pick up the phone, they can get there in 18 minutes. It's a, you know, a uh, deadly you know situation. My, yeah. hey, Miles, I got a question. Who was the coolest? Uh, I guess guest you ever guided. Now, do you have like a, a famous person or any celebrity or anyone? No. No. Souls <laughs> <laughs> like us. All right. Probably the most famous person ever guided up there was. Yeah. yeah. All right. My second question. My, here you go, Ma. You, you, no. You're addicted. We, we did have Chuck Norris up there. What? Oh, wow. That was really? Before I got up there, so of course. I wow. didn't get to experience that. Wow. You know, right. We had we had um, Colt McCoy. You know the, yeah. the Heisman. Trophy winner. He sure. was up there. He's a cool, dude. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here you go, father. Your father was Radar O'Reilly on Mash. For people that might not know that. Right. So okay. there was another character on Mash called Klinger, and Klinger was a guy that wanted out of the military, so we'd always dress up like a woman because unlike now, you were not allowed to be transgender in the military <laughs> back then. So his goal was to get thrown out of the service at all costs. Right. Miles, my question to you is, if we had a modern-day clinger in bass fishing, who do you think that would be? Uh, don't answer that one. Wow. No, no you answer that. You I answer really, that. Gosh, that's a really, really tough one. I actually, man. You know, and I because we actually that. we actually have I mean, it's one. It's gonna suck. It's gonna. This is gonna blow back at me, but I would say Zell Rowland. Oh, Zell. Zell. Wow. wow. He went old school. Uh, let's get around the room on this. What's everybody think? I would, wait, I like Zell. Zell Rowland has like he has like lady eyes, doesn't he? <laughs> Bedroom eyes. Bedroom eyes. I don't, I don't know him that well. Uh, I would have went with the biggest guy. I would have said Ishman Rowe. Ishman Rowe. I would have went with Ish too. Ish just went with it. Wow. And he would have been a horrible drag. He would have had the. Yeah. Giant ruby red RuPaul. lipstick, giant <laughs> earrings, like Big giant wig. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. He's walking all awkward in heels with his knees. I'm going to go ahead and, and say that if he would shave his current mustache, I'm going to go with Seth Fighter. Oh, lady, lady okay. Seth. Yeah, okay, lady Seth. Yeah. Lady Seth. Right, He's kind of cute. Yeah. Who, who else? Anyone? Eric? Uh, you jacked mine. I said ish in the car. I didn't. Did. I, didn't I was going to car with you. Yeah. Okay. Go go. No, you're good. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, we got a we got a fan submission here on oh, who they think we do. What do you got for us, Eric? Hello. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, 
There he is. Transgender. There's a transgender in a tutu. First one. Dancing. Mike Iaconelli. Damn. There he is. Before it was cool. Before it was cool, man. Look at that. I was way ahead of my time. Look at that. Wow. Brian, is there any way you can zoom up on the sock? Can you go down to his feet? Your favorite part about this whole thing is what happened to his sock that night. Watch I remember this. that. Dude was hanging off. Ah, oh, he can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, here it oh, goes. There it goes. It's hanging off his foot like twelve <laughs> inches. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, here he hey, Miles, so, so you know what you're looking at. Mike was wearing a tutu that like a ballerina would wear, a pair me. of black sweatpants, and like. Knee-high sweat socks halfway hanging off of his feet. <laughs> and he's, like, dancing to the Deftones in Brian's living room. Oh. <laughs> and he's got Chris Cornell hair circa 1993. Hey, the coolest thing about this picture, on Mike's bachelor party, we actually had that blown up to midget size yeah. and we brought it out on the bachelor party yeah, with us. It was midget size. Three and a half foot tall. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> I, a lot of them got set on fire. Yeah. I remember one one of them. I would. I my head was burned. My head. I put it out because I felt uh, bad about my own head being on fire. Yeah. So there you go. The clinger of bass fishing, right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, let's get back to reality. Uh, I I, I want to oh, switch topics God. here a little bit, uh, Miles, and 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 talk a little bit about your aspirations because you know you've got so much stuff going on here. But you're where do you want to be in this sport? Because there's so many angles. Do you, I mean, is your aspirations to fish professionally? You want to be on the FLW tour, the Elite tour? Do you want to stay doing TV? Do you want to? I mean, there's so many things you're involved in right now. What 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 are your aspirations at this point? The tournament side has always been that, that that's the thing that I love the most. So the competitive side of fishing is still the thing that that I'm the most passionate about. Um, you know, and I actually was so passionate, am so passionate about it that before I didn't even want to show because I thought it would get in the way of, of you know, tournament fishing. Yeah. And, um, but now I've found that I really enjoy it. I love be, being on a, a television show like Sweetwater. Um, and, you know, I also did a show for what used to be the Oakley Big Bass Tour. Now it's the, the Bass Pro Shops Big Bass Tour. Um, and so I really do enjoy that too. So I've done some stuff that's, uh, that's, you know, more television oriented, but tournament fishing is still, you know, the, my number one love as far as a career goes. So I definitely tournament fishing right now. I'm fishing the, the opens, try to make the elite series. Um, it's been kind of difficult the last few years cause, um, my wife with a dental hygiene uh, a degree in California, I'm really proud of her. Round of applause. Round of applause. And I want to be a dentist. Job, I sweetie. want to be a dentist. And, uh, <laughs> and so I moved back to California, and and as as much as I'm I'm proud to do that for my wife, um, you know, it was very difficult because, it, as you know, logistically it's a very difficult place to be in the country, and so it's you know that that kind of held me back just a little bit. It was a couple steps back. But now we're moving to Chattanooga in, in a few weeks, and tournament fishing is, is my number one focus again. You know, that's the number one thing that I want to progress. So I think in the next few years, you know, I, I, I 
going to be ready for fishing either the Tour or the Elite Series. haven't really chosen. I've actually flip-flopped back and forth. I love FLW. I love the people involved there. And I also love BASS. You know, the Elite Series is a, is a great tour. It's a top, you know, creme de la creme. I don't want to you know, aim for that, too. But haven't really decided, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, Ch- Chattanooga is a great place. I mean, if you're, you know, if if you're wanting to to fish professionally, what what a great place to live. You know, I mean, you're in you're well, in the heart in of it all. I joined everybody and, and did the Gunners. And Gunnersville is actually my least favorite lake in the country. <laughs> after the after that move, but is that because Chad, is that because Boyd be- is that because Boyd Duckett owns the entire town? No, that was that was that was after I left. Oh, okay. So. He's like Malachi so from was, Children of the Corn of Alabama, dude. Just Malachi. Malachi. He's Malachi. <laughs> Malachi. Are you too young for that, Miles? You know who Malachi was from Children of the Corn. I don't. Yeah, sorry, dude. Didn't didn't Johnny Depp just do a, a movie Malachi or something? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, this is Children of the Corn. This was Children of the Corn. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, no kidding. Uh, no, I don't. I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years before you were born, dude. Back when they had typewriters. Back, back when typewriters. Back when they had typewriters. They had typewriters were around. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Uh, let me. A lot of our uh, our listeners and viewers, you know, it's like ten of them right now watching. Uh, they they're very <laughs> interested now in following you and in what you're doing. Give everybody watching and listening right now, tell them how they can follow you and, and follow what you're doing and where you're at and your travels and all that stuff. So I would really love it if everybody would go, you know, hang out with me on, on – I've got an Instagram page. That's Sonar Fishing. Uh, I've got – never really on Twitter that much, so follow me anyways. Uh, and then uh, Facebook, Miles Sonar Berghoff. I got a professional page and I got a personal page. Go to the professional page, like that. That's where all the fishing stuff is. Um, don't really do much on my personal page nowadays. And then uh, as far as the sweetwater, and I've also got a website, Sonar Fish. Um, but as far as sweetwater goes, we've got some really cool, cool stuff over there. Uh, we've got we're on NBC Sports, Sportsman's Channel, and also Sun Sports down Florida. Um, and, but we've got something that's really cool. It's called Waypoint TV, and it's just a fishing app. So it's like it's net, like Netflix for fishing. Um, you can get it if you got like a Roku, smart TV, uh, any of those internet-enabled devices, you know, d- d- television devices or online. You can go to WaypointTV.com, check out all our episodes there. Um, yeah, and also Sweetwater Fishing TV and all the different. Um, uh, social media platforms we have for that they're fairly easy to find Thanks. For, for people who don't know he mentioned that sun channel down in florida there's nothing like that up our way it's the coolest channel that there is dude i love that channel i go down to see my sun mom channel. down there dude what is it sun tv miles yeah, yeah. People, yeah people uh they, they hear nbc sports and sportsman channel and they're like oh florida you yep. know sun sports well dude sun sports you know, back deal. as far back as like 1998 was like Playing like showing like amateur MMA and stuff like that. Like wow. that channel's badass, dude. That channel's That's always cool. cool, man. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Miles, we appreciate you joining the show. We'd we'd love to have you back. Will you come back on? And what's going on? Absolutely, I would love that. Come hey, in actually, studio. I've got a place in Connecticut, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna knock down your door. Yeah, uh, we oh, would love any, oh, anytime, yeah, dude. We'd love yeah. to have you sit down, and yeah, we actually we'll feed you free alcohol oh, too I, while you're here. So I dig that. 
Yeah, we're phasing really Skype out. Man, oh, and yeah, he has many packs of oatmeal as you could eat. Yeah, I'm going to get one yeah, of them. what are you guys eating? I, I see you guys. I was watching. This is the first time I've watched it Jake live on Facebook. And you guys are just munching down. Dude, it's like, dude, order the oatmeal's veggie chili, man. It's banging, bro. All of them are good, so dude. Good. They're oh, really good. Yeah. yeah. What is it? I don't. I don't even know. It's you it's like it's basically it's basically like a military ration, dude. But it's just like an so. It, yeah, it's an MRE, but it's it's way cool. Go on their site, oatmeals, man. It's pretty. It's Very pretty good. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. You you pre pre uh, sealed package. You just put a little water in there. It cooks right in the bag, and then you eat that shit. <laughs> and that's and that's steam and that's steam. That's how hot it is. That's hot as shit, <laughs> Dave. I got like a third degree burn Mike. earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, Mike. I, I, noticed, I saw you guys. Go Go is it? Is it? Yeah. Was yeah. his name? Yeah. He's yeah. A, you guys, you guys are sitting there, and it's like you know, everybody's breathing heavy and just. So professional. <laughs> it's a mess, yeah. Mike. I was sitting here and I watched Dave put his hand over top of that steam yeah. like a moth to a flame. He just had to do it and burn himself. And it burned an image. And I remembered back when we were like 12, 13, 14 years yeah. old on my mom's front porch. Back when we first started fishing, we had fillet knives because yeah. we thought, you know, we're supposed yeah. to eat the things and catch. Yeah. And from Jersey, we shouldn't catch eat it. any of this shit. It, kill it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. fillet knife, the brand was sharp. Sharp. It was brand new. I just got it from Kmart. Yeah. And don't dummy take the knife and test it on his palm. I was doing blood oath, man. I said, I was like, oh, let me see. And freaking cut his palm wide open. Yeah, I did, dude. That happened. And I just watched you do it again, testing the steam out. Let me tell you something. That had to be done. changed, man. That had to be done, dude. They generated steam from a bag with water, dude. That's genius. All right? Yeah. Come on. That had to be tested. <laughs> Blood and it burns. Knives. You can use a defense weapon. Yeah, Sorry, I think Miles. the code's Ike seventeen for thirty percent off your order. Oatmeals dot com. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. the name of it. Oatmeals. Oatmeals. Oh. Oatmeals. Oh. Oatmeals. Oatmeals. Okay. Yeah, man, you could just leave the bags in your boat for months. And you got a hot meal, dude. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, like your food is contained within like a super thick bag, so you can use lake water yeah. because your your food's never going to touch the water. It's not even close to it, man. You can piss in it. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far with the piss. I think you can. I don't know if I would. Well, you, about a, you probably die then. I don't know if I would. I it's bet still. you I thought of that. You never know. You probably die then in the wilderness. Uh, whatever. In the woods. Uh, Miles, thank you for joining us on Like Live tonight. We wish you all the best, and uh, we definitely want to have you on the show. Please come in studio. And please us. get a podcast, dude. Yeah, get a podcast. Just don't call it I, Miles I'm Live. Gonna, I'm going to do both of those things in the very near future, so thanks for having me, man. It's, it's a pleasure. Love this this uh, show, man. Just don't put it on the same time BTO comes on. Uh, Mark, Mark, don't, don't, don't give him a hard time. Hold on. Let me get back to my porno. <laughs> Miles Sodar, Berghoff, everybody. Miles, have a blessed one. See you, buddy. Doing, Miles. Appreciate it. Why, why do I always keep going back to the porno with Matt? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to say anything else but that. I, th- I think it would have been t- tender, but. Whatever. So, yeah, so yeah. his dad, right? His father was Radar O'Reilly on MASH, dude. Now, that's our generation. Yeah. MASH. It's very iconic. Yeah. But what happened to the theme song? of shows today, right? Yeah. MASH, man. Everyone, right now, we're not going to do it because we go down that rabbit and no one likes it, everyone hates it. Hold on, but, hold on. You sure no, don't do it. 
Now, listen, like there's no more Happy Days songs or Laverne and Shirley or yeah. Three's well, Company. It's orchestrated like it was. No, it's not, dude. But like, you know, Mel, Mel, I know it's late and everyone, whatever. We just started watching Game of Thrones, my wife and I. And like even the intro to that. It's, Are it's, you kidding me? Intro, uh, the intro to the Game of Thrones. Freaking metal, dude. dude. I, put, I, put, I, put, I put Three's Company up against that right now. I put Mash up against it. Oh, you're it. out of your goddamn mind. You crazy Mash right there. That was beautiful. Play that Mash. Game of Thrones, son. That's better than Game of Thrones. Chopper in the background coming in with Wounded. <laughs> right? Look at that. Right, that, that is, that's an instrument right now. Playing that. All right? Now, now put Game of Thrones on there and shut this fool up. Yeah. Please, dude. <laughs> Game of Thrones is what's up. But it I'm is what's up. I'm not talking about the show. Yeah. I'm talking about the song. Oh, we're talking about the song. Put the theme song to Go and Icon. Let everybody know it's <laughs> Dude, people hate that shit. <laughs> I've had messages on there oh, like, I'm unsubscribing to your YouTube channel because of the music. My God, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? Get some of this. Yeah. What? Are you kidding me? It's all, it's all CGI, man. It's music. There was a there was a musician in a studio on a horn to make mash. That's what this is. No, it ain't. Don't come at me like that. Like that's somebody. Shut your damn mouth. That's computer generated. That's Pandora. This is an 808. Pandora. <laughs> Somebody right. with an 808. That's goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to talk to Jason Christie about fishing shit. now. Exactly. Right. No, that is, that so is we got? orchestra. Don't tell me. We got all kinds. Everybody, thank you for tuning in, man. We still have. <laughs> we are at. We got Jason Christie and Dick Morris. So. And at, we still have a hell of a show. And, ra- and rapid plus, fire. Plus, oh, plus we're going to give away some stuff. Let's, let's do this. Let's pick the damn winners. Let's go ahead and pick all the right. winners of this one. Did we already pick it? No, we didn't already pick We got the three you guys. Picked the three. Yeah, we, got we got the Brock Headlock. I can't hear you. Yeah. I got Jason Christie, Dick Morris, and Puerto Rican Trivia Challenge. Okay. Uh, quit Dick Morris <laughs> well, now. Well, well, did we officially give away this stuff, though? Because I want to no. keep giving stuff away. We gave away three stuffs. You got right. something else? We did yeah, give away? I thought we didn't agree on it yet. Right, we didn't pick a first place. But that's for the landing of the fish. Yeah. We'll just get that out the way now, let's you two. Let's, let's get that done and give it away. Right. It's on you. Say the names I, I, and you guys vote on it. Okay. Right. Do it. Just make a decision right now. Steve Pellegrino wins with... What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Yeah. Snare? Repeat it, yeah. One with the winners here. Eric, tell him what Sonny Sinessa submitted. Eric. Can't hear you. Come on, Brian. Rico <laughs> submitted Brock's Headlock. Oh, fuck you so that's the first one. Okay. Brock's Headlock. Um, let's see. Hang on, I'm trying to find him in the comments. And right it was now. the Claire Snare. St. Claire Snare was Wayne's girlfriend. And... East Brown and Down. Uh, East Brown and Down, but there was another one about yeah. Brown on the Ground. Yeah, Brown on the Ground, yeah. too. So I kind of like the Brown on the Ground, and we left that out. So we well, are we right going through. third, second, first, or are you going first right off the bat? No, third, second, first. All right, who's third? All right, here we go. Drum roll, Brian. Drum roll, please. Headlock. Head- it should be four, because you got Brown on the Ground. That's the fourth one. All right. So who who's number four? Oh, my. <laughs> Put him on a spot. We all give him rods. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do it. Let's just give the rod away, and we'll worry about the other guys. We'll mail them all the right, shit. Right, who's first? Away Brian's rod, except they're all broken. Yeah, they're all two-piece rods. With, <laughs> they weren't meant to be that way. They're Steve's rods, but they have all broken right. tips Do you, on do you guys so. want us to make the hard decision for you? Yeah, well, it's up to go. go, go all back right, to Mike, first place. First place, I say, is... <sighs> I know, see? 
That easy. I think about it. St. <laughs> Clair list where it happened at. I got. Right. I got to go St. Clair snare. I like me. that. I like that. I think I'd go with yeah, first go place. For first. All right, yeah. first place Saint. Then I'm okay. going to go. Man, I'm going to go brown. Brown to the ground, brown dude. Brown to the ground. Yeah. Brown yeah. To East brown, brown and is second. That's brown second. East brown and down is third, third. for me, and then okay. Brooks headlock. All right, yeah. do we have it? Four. Okay, there's yes. your four places. Right. Mark you it. got it, Eric. Yep. All right, mark All right. it. Okay. All right, if you uh, if you're one of the ones that have submitted those, we need your mailing address. St. Clair snare. Send in your name and address, and we'll get that stuff to you. That was an amazing contest. Bryce, dialing someone up now. Jose, while we're waiting. What was the funniest prank to pull on an inmate when you were working in the jail? Oh, inmate. Funniest prank. Wow. Oh, I got one. We had some new inmates come in to the jail. We had a, our house was a new housing unit. So, and we had a new officer down in the unit. So, from center, we used to call all around to different housing units and play games all the time. Yeah, ordering food. And yeah, order stuff. Exist, you yep. know, sending people up for keys that don't exist. Exactly. So, we had this officer sent up five inmates to come up to go to the swimming pool. So the inmates come up, they have towels, they're in their boxing shorts, <laughs> they walk up the center, they go to the lieutenant, like, hey, uh, we're here for the pool. <laughs> they're like, the pool? Yeah, the swimming pool. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here. The officer had a hard time for like a good, a good four months. Oh, yeah. man, that's good. That's probably one of the funniest ones I remember. That's good. Yeah, we, we did some funny stuff at the jail, man. Yeah, I would always call it as like lieutenants down to the new officers and be like, yeah, this is a, uh, it's Lieutenant Kunkel. I need a, uh, you know, I need a uh, seven pieces of turkey and uh, two mashed <laughs> yeah. and have like a, have a new officer go to the, you know, to the lieutenant. lieutenant like, get, get the fuck out of here, go oh, back man. to your, yeah. I used to send rookies to send to go get the, uh, the water hammer. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, yeah, the elevator yeah. key. Every, yeah, yeah, every, yeah, the water hammer. <laughs> All right. All right. I think, uh, Brian Carpenter, we've got a uh, uh, recent winner of the – I'm super excited. This is the first time we've got this guy on the phone. Uh, really dominant uh, on tour. Gosh, it seems like the last 10 years. Uh, the one and only Jason Christie yeah. joins us on Ike Live tonight. Jason, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Driving or where are you at, Jason? I'm driving. I left uh, straight from St. Clair and had to go to a writer's conference for two days, and then I left, and I'm headed home to do a uh, a kid's fishing derby Saturday, so i got to get everything prepared for that. Wow, very cool, very cool, doing a kid's event. What do you have going on with that? Well, it's something we've been doing for several years. Uh, it's kind of gotten, you know, it's grown where now it's, it's a really big event. We give uh, like 600 combos, T-shirts, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's not by my house. It's sponsored uh, by Lou's and by uh, Cherokee Nation, which is, you know, a sponsor of mine. And, and you know, it, it, co- it coincides with the holiday. And, I mean, we, just, we do a lot of fishing and, and uh, have a good time. Yeah, uh, appreciate you doing some kids' events. We are big supporters of getting youth involved in fishing. Uh, I, I want to jump right to the tournament uh, and, and talk a little bit about your win. Pretty impressive, pretty amazing. You know, everybody looked at the weights there, and their jaw just kind of dropped, you know, at, at how good throughout the field. It's pretty amazing. Um, but I, let me mention, and I haven't said this to anybody yet, I fished an amazing area in Lake St. Clair, and I had this area all to myself, 
and I saw one other boat the entire time, maybe about half a mile away, three quarters of a mile. The only one I saw. <laughs> That was, That's right, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been telling everybody I didn't see anybody, so they didn't put the, uh, so, so they didn't put the two of us together because I knew I know if they seen you, then they knew I was close. But I I knew that uh, I actually thought that you were. I was getting a mile, uh, but I think we were fishing a lot alike. I, and that if you remember. I asked you a key question that told me a lot in, in, during the tournament, and what did I ask you? Yeah, you. I, I remember specifically because I think it, I want to say it was the second day of the event. You, we were in line, and if I was catching a lot of drum, and and you know my response to you was I I caught a few. But I wasn't catching a lot. But I was catching a lot of like other species. I was catching catfish. I was catching walleye. I was catching rock bass. But I remember you specifically asking about the drum, and I I thought that was I talk talk a little bit about that because you know I I heard you say I heard you mention on stage and a lot of guys did about how critical it was for you to catch drum to get the smallmouth lit up that that's so unique I don't know if I've ever heard about that uh, talk talk a little bit about it now. Well, it, it happened a couple of years ago. I went up there fun fishing, and I took a buddy with me. And, you know, I can remember fishing seven, eight, nine years ago on St. Clair, and you never caught a drum. I mean, never, ever caught a drum. Well, like four years ago, I caught one or ten, you know, and then a couple of years ago, it got to be more and more. It's like they're migrating from Erie up into St. Clair. Well, my point is a couple of years ago we were there fishing and my buddy caught a, a big drum and it was slick calm and we could see all the way to the bottom in 20 feet and, and as he's bringing it was just like there was 20 pounds of smallmouth swimming with him I mean all big ones you know trying to trying to get stuff out of his mouth or that was falling out of his mouth and and it just I mean the light went off right then and you know we normally do that Whenever we catch a smallmouth, you see them follow mouth in, but I never thought they would follow a drum in. And and since then up there, you know, I always pay attention. I always throw a follow-up bait out there whenever I do even catch a drum, a catfish, whatever, because it just gets everything on that bottom moving. And, and, you know, in practice when I started catching, you know, I actually visually seen a few follow it in, but I could, I could look below them and, you know, on the electronics, and I could tell that the bottom had, had rose up, you know, several feet, and I knew that, that, that it was going on, and my question was, you know, to you, I, I didn't know if, if it was happening or if it was just happening in my area. That's the main reason that I that I asked you that was because I didn't know if it was if it was only me or, or both of us. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think that was a great observation, and I think it was really, really important to that area. You know, obviously, there was something going on with the drum and harboring bigger smallmouth because I think we both caught a lot every day. I think I caught, you know, I caught 20 or 30 a day and had a had really great time. But I definitely didn't have the caliber that you had every day. You had you had really great consistency. I think the I also think the bait had something to do with it. Um, I, I know, well, and that's that's what was different about my area. And I don't know if it's the same as yours, but in most cases up there, I've caught smallmouth 
And they're usually chasing the perch. I mean, the bigger smallmouth may usually chase, chase the perch. Well, this is was spitting up crawdads. I mean, the bottom of my live well at the end of the day would be covered with, with crawdads. And I think that's why there were so many drum there. I mean, a crawdad's an easy meal uh, yeah. for a drum. Yeah. But, you know, and I would, I would rather fish for fish that's on St. Clair that's eating crawdads rather than perch because they move a lot farther faster than a crawfish. So hopefully they stay, you know, they kind of stay put. But uh, that was my observation. Yeah, I, I think that was a key difference, you know, looking at it. And I, I got to watch live on Sunday, and I, I watched the tournament progress. I think that choice for you with a tube. The other thing, I want to talk about it just a little bit, and, and then we can move on to some other stuff. But you threw the tube on a casting rod, which, you know, when, when guys smallmouth fish, so many guys assume you've got to have six-pound tests, a little tiny wimpy small you know spinning rod but but you opted to talk a little bit about that jason the main reason uh you know if i had my preferences i would have rather caught them on a spin rod for one reason because if i needed to drop underneath the boat i could open the bale and that tube fall naturally and as fast as possible the disadvantage of using a bait caster whenever you drop a heel line off you know, really fast to make it fall free. Uh, but the main reason I used the bait caster was because of the sand grass. I just could not keep my bait clean with the spinning rod. I could not jerk it hard enough to clean the grass off. You know, I think the main reason was because, you know, usually that 10 to 15, you can kind of keep it clean, but that 22, and I, and I chose to use a heavy weight. You know, I wanted, I wanted that tube to crack out of the grass, fly four, five, six, seven foot off the bottom, and then fall really quick and try to, uh, you know, make them react a little bit. Um, That was my main reason was just being able to keep my bait clean. I could use two hands whenever I ripped the tube, and uh, it was just, you know, it worked a lot better. Actually, whenever I won the open there in 12, I used a bait bait caster as well. Um, the main reason then is because I hadn't had a lot of pounders with a spinning rod, and I just felt more comfortable with the bait caster. But the reason this time was absolutely 100% just being able to keep my bait clean. Gotcha. And and for, for the people listening and watching tonight that don't follow Bassmaster.com, what was the size of the tube, and then what was the size of the jig head weight that you were which is kind of a standard, you know, that's kind of a standard smallmouth tube on, on a lot of those lakes. And I chose a uh, a three-quarter ounce weight. Uh, wow. It just... Big weight. Yeah, I, I know that I just, it was deep. I'm, I'm very impatient when it comes to water waiting for it to get to the bottom. And, and uh, you know, I was catching a lot of them off electronics. I wanted it to get down there as fast as it could to get that reaction strike. And, and uh you know, we had a lot of wind uh, the first day, and I kind of got to catch them on that, and and uh, I just never, you know, I just, I mean, I was ripping the heck out of that thing, and, and yeah. I mean, people, I think people are going to be surprised when they see the TV show. You know, I wasn't able to be on live because of being in Canadian waters, but I think when they see the show, they're going to, it's going to, you know, I don't think a lot of people have seen someone fish a tube like that. That's awesome. 
Well, I, I, I think it made a difference, uh, you know, with everybody else throwing drop shots, smaller baits. I think that was a that was a winning choice. Uh, I want to switch it up a little bit, real quick. Uh, give give me some a little bit off the wall questions. We try to do stuff a little bit different on this show. Give me your honest opinion, Jason. Do you miss FLW at all? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> that's, you know, uh, honestly, in a way, I do a, a, a little bit, and and. Uh, and I think, and I think you'll understand this. It's just kind of where I'm going to be FL, and then I switched to the coasters, and then I went to uh, FLW. But once I fished the first classic, I mean, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, and and that's that's one of the things a lot of people don't know the story. I fished the opens in 2012, the Northern Opens, for one reason and one of the classic at Grand Lake the following spring it wasn't to join the elites and but whenever i you know i finished in the top five and had the opportunity you know i thought about it what was best for my future i chose that direction and it, i mean once i fished the classic i was i was all in and that's what i want to do and and uh so i, I miss it in the aspect that you know it's kind of the roots it's where i started but i think uh i think i'm where i belong now Gotcha. Uh, along those same lines, who do you think would win in a fight, a f- actual physical altercation? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, man, I, I've seen I, I've seen Trip get pretty mad at, at us sometimes, and uh, I can I can see he, you know I don't know if Trip's got any Irish in him or not, but man, he looks like he's pretty fiery. Uh, I think I have to get the quickness to trip and and uh i, I wouldn't bet against trip uh, i agree with but you. bill looks like he has a buck knife in his back pocket yeah, at bill, any given bill time might right? have oh, yeah. 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 you'll get bill yeah, on the yeah. ground before you know it, you got a buck knife in your rib you know <laughs> yeah yeah bill bill would not go down uh easily I mean, it would be a good It'd be a fight that I guarantee a lot of people would like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we need to set this up, Brian. Put this in your notes, please. Uh, it's in the notes. notes. Yeah, right, right after a replay of Where's the Beef Lady? Who the hell wants to? <laughs> yeah, Where's the Beef from Wendy's? Uh, I, I want to switch it again. Um, you were actually involved in one of the most, the most viewed video of this year in the fishing industry. And a lot of people that are hardcore fishhead fans got to see a hook removed from your hand. Uh, back at, I think it was the Sam Rayburn event. Toledo Bend. Toledo Bend. That was, uh, it was Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn event. Sam Rayburn. That's right. right. And to you, it's, if you could go back in time, would you have picked somebody else besides Shaw Grisby to painfully remove that hook <laughs> from your hand? <laughs> Dude, I, I was kind of pressured into that. You know, he, uh, <laughs> I, I, I showed him, and, and I, I did not want to go to the doctor because I didn't want to mess with nothing. And he was there, and you know, most people that you ask to do something like that are going to deny. They don't want to do it. They're like, no, get somebody else. And Sean's just like, I'll do it. You know, I've done <laughs> thousands of them. And and uh, I was like, yeah, and, and honestly, who are you going to trust? You're going to trust some 30-year-old guy that's out there coming And I chose that, man, and I'll tell you what, I still have not watched that video. Hi, I still hi. to this day have I have not hey. watched that video. Hey, Jason, stay still. Stay still. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of hooks removed, but that one looked painful, man. Yeah, man. That one looked painful. 
I kind of removed myself from that after it got out on social media for the main reason that, you know, it came out and I went down about seven comments and some guy, some guy said, you know, you're an idiot. Why didn't you just do the line trick? Well, this, you think about the line trick. I mean, it was to the shank and it was, it had so much meat in the bend of the hook that there's no way you could do it. I mean, Sean's the first one that you will not do the, a line trick on that. So it, we had to, you know, we had to cut it and force it through, but it was really painful we, whenever we were doing it, Shaw. The hardest part about the pain is coming, and he goes to push it through, and I'm fine, and I'm telling you what, son, it hurt like like you would not believe. And I, and, and I feel the pressure come off, and I'm like, all right, he's done. You know, it's, it's just like you went to the bathroom. It's like, you know, you're done. You're, 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 you're relieved. Everything. And to know that you have to go through all of that again, it was, I mean, I'm driving down the highway right now. I got goosebumps everywhere thinking about how oh bad God. that so, hurt. Jason, did the mustache bring you any comfort? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you stare into the eye of the mustache? The eye of the mustache. <laughs> the great mustache. My eyes closed, Rest your head on my mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Use my mustache as Big your hammock. Big 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 Use my mustache as your hammock, son. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I don't. I, I got to uh, find Carpenter's amazing researcher, <laughs> and we did do a little bit of research. Jason, did you know that there's actually another professional angler named Jason Christie, a little bit different spelling, from Arizona, and there's a professional, former professional hockey player named Jason Christie? Did you know Wow. That's uh, yeah. Dave. You commented earlier that if you want your son to be successful, yeah, Jason, name him Christ- Jason Christie. Yeah, Jason Christie Brodzik. Right. <laughs> My next son. Right. <laughs> everybody out there is looking for a name for their son, and you want them to be successful. Yeah. Jason Christie. There you have. Yeah, I've got a lot of texts and emails and stuff of fans asking me why I've switched from one, you know, sponsor to the other and stuff like that, and it. It all comes down to the other uh, the other fishermen and and uh, next question. Let's go to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriends or mistresses call you like, why'd you get married? Where's my child support? Where's my child support? <laughs> um, all right, next, next question. We got two more for you. Uh, I, uh, that that is actually a good. Exactly. I, have had, I have had that happen for real. No, there we go. For real. Yeah, I would like to hear this more story. than anything else. Right, so, so we're practicing on we're practicing on Kentucky Lake like a couple of years ago. It's the third day of practice. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I have not had I have not caught anything. I'm stressed out. My boy, you know I'm I'm. I get a phone call nine o'clock in the morning, and it is the Texas. Department of whatever takes care of child support, and they say, "Are you crazy?" I said, "Yes, ma'am, I am." She said, "Well, we this is the Texas Department of whatever it was, and you are behind on your child support." I knew it. I said, I, "I'm pretty sure that I that that this is not you know you got the wrong person." And she said, "Well, let me uh, let me have your social security number, and we can." Uh, we can verify this because we have to. You give me the social security 
number that you have, and I'll check it off the list. Well, she wouldn't do it. Right. So I, I called her out on uh, a being a phony call, a spam call, and, and she puffed up and said, this is the department, you know, it's the big whatever it is. Uh, and I don't know. What it, was. it was legit. I mean, they, it was actually because the next call that I made was to a buddy whose wife is a lawyer. She made that same call. And it was legit, but they did have the wrong uh, the wrong name. Wow! So wow. It, it was the best day of practice ever. Because yeah, because first of all, first of all, I know I knew in my head that it wasn't me. <laughs> but you know, you're you're like you're like how how could this? You know, it's not possible. But you know, you know what I'm saying. So how uh, how many how many booty yeah. calls? Like <laughs> was that her? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 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 I was for sure it wasn't me, and uh, and it, but it was a scary, you know, it was it was scary, and I was glad I was glad that because uh, the lady threatened, you know, that she was going to, you know, go to the next step, which is uh, the, the, uh, not the police, but the ne- you know, get a lawyer or whatever. Wow. And I, I told her to go. It would be I told a her to go for it. Wow. That's incredible. I, that, that's an amazing story. I don't know if I don't think I've ever had that happen, but I can see it happening. That's crazy. That's interesting. Uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're gonna keep eyes on the road, keep focused. But I I I have to. I feel feel like it's my responsibility to end it by asking you a little bit about AOY. You know, I I know it's I know it's you know it's one of those things where you want to think about it, but at the same time you don't want to think about it. Uh, but you're in an arena. Last event at Malax. Do you want to just tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about what what's your mindset? Uh, are you thinking about it? Are you going to fish differently? Tell us a little bit about about where you're at with with AOY. Well, first of all, I will fish differently. You know, I, I'm in a position that a position like that because really I'm not supposed to win. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the underdog going into the last event. I'm 15 points back, and that doesn't sound like a lot to the to the fans. But whenever you're whenever the tournament, there's only 50 points available. There's not 108 like we've had the rest of the year. So Brandon comes in and finishes 15. You know, it's it's a done deal, and I and that would not surprise me uh, one bit. But I'm I'm kind of in that that position where I can go up there. You know, I can take some chances. I can take some risk. And and to be honest with you, you know, earlier in the year I led the and since then I've kind of I haven't really thought about it. And it's kind of you know it snuck up on me because I didn't think about it before St. Clair because I was 43 points behind. You expect Brandon to finish in the top 10 like he has most of the year, and then all of a sudden I come off the stage the stage Sunday night and. Uh, has definitely uh, has definitely shifted. I had plans of coming home and you know taking care of the kids derby, uh, getting ready for some hunting and things like that. And and now it's it's not. It's you know it's it's sharpening hooks and and thinking about Malax and all I can do best I can do. And if it's if it's if my best is better than his best, then it'll be a it'll be an awesome off season this, this year. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, you know, from from a fan's perspective, I think it's going to be an exciting last tournament. You know, a few of the last... 
pretty much a done deal. It was a you know, yeah, it, it was done. There was one guy who was definitely going to win. I, I'm excited for you guys to kind of have this last little fight at the end, last little battle at the end, uh, and 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 it's it's going to be. It's going to make for interesting TV. It's going to make for an exciting event. You hit it right on the head. I think you said it better than anybody can say it. When it's your time to win, you're going to win, right? So, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If not, you're going to win one of these eventually. So, you know, I uh, I, I wish you guys the best, both of you, Brandon and you. I hope you have a good tournament. And, you know, what's what's going to happen is going to happen, you know. So good luck when you After playing or this weekend, once, Everybody knew it was going to be a there was going to be some drama happen at the AOI. You know there was a lot of excitement, uh, you know, in the staff and in the in the production crew, and they knew that that what they made the AOI championship finally going to be that's what they made it for was to have that last tournament, you know, where uh, where everything gets laid on the table. Yeah, fi- finally, finally, it's gonna happen, yeah. and the winner is actually gonna get something and a trophy this year. Nice, <laughs> which is nice. Giving some money away and a trophy, so that's awesome. Uh, Jason, congratulations again on your win on St. Clair. Real, really awesome. Super happy for you, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week at uh, at Malax. And drive safe, and hope you have a great kids event this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, I enjoy talking to you guys. Thanks. Thanks. See you guys. Champ. Man. Child support call. That was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a scam. That's, I don't know how real that was. That's a scam that's going out there. you got to watch yeah. it. Oh, they, I know. They no, correspond. Somebody asked, asking for your, your they, yeah, social security. You're not giving nobody They correspond security. through uh, certified mail. And board. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Nah. I wouldn't do that. Brian? We ain't dead yet. What do you mean? We got... Another Skype call. Oh, we did. And Puerto uh, Rican Trivia we Challenge. Puerto Rican oh. Trivia Challenge. Now, guys, uh. so Puerto Rican Trivia Challenge, you, you guys need to know. It, this is serious. Sounds it. Your Puerto, serious. your Puerto Rican card is on the line tonight. Yeah. If you lose to two on the show. Right. So it's you, possible. You, you need, this could happen. For the remainder of the show, you will become Go-Go Gowalski. <laughs> and you'll be Joe Rivers. Wow. Joe, wow. Which I was my old partner from Camden. He was a Spanish kid that didn't speak Spanish, so they turned him from Jose Spanish Rivera to... Really. Yeah, they, they gave him Joe dude, Rivers. Dude, yeah. there's like a million Joe, Jose Riveras. That's about the most... Joe Rivers. We're going to get right into this because I want to switch hats if we're going right. to do this we're right gonna now. Do Span- All right, Spanish trivia? Yeah, I want to switch hats. You ready, Brian? Yeah, I'm about to put my hat on too. Right do we have a theme song for this? Yeah, what was the theme song, Mike? De pasito, put de pasito on. No, yeah. we do have a theme song. We do, we do. Let's play the play theme song. There, Hold on. Oh, Before we start this day, we have a, we do have a theme song. We're going to cue this up. Uh, for everybody watching again, please let me remind you, you're watching Ike Live. We want to hear from you. Please hit us up on the instant messaging board right next to your screen. Also hit us up on our social media feeds at Ike Live Show. And if, yep. And then after this, Dick Morris is calling. Dick Morris? It's revenge hey. from last last show. Yeah, please yeah, hang yeah. in with us. I know we're running Dick Morris didn't make the last show. He bailed right. on us. Well, he's going to come back this time. He's going to come back. He felt he felt bad about missing Ike live shows. That's so right. He's coming back on. Big okay. Let's uh let's get a little theme song, and then I think we want to get into the contest, Dave. Yeah, let's do it, man. The contest here on Ike Live are big. This is an important part of the show. Yeah, let's take their card, dude. Okay. What? You don't know nothing about that. Oh, here we go. How's a guy come dressed as a Mexican play Puerto Rico theme song? So here that, here's how this gonna, this gonna roll. Mike and Dave, listen. Mike and Dave, right? 
I'm going to ask a question. All right, who, you guys go how's first. This working? Say this again. I'm going to ask a question. Mike and Dave, you're a team. Jose and Gogo, you're a team. Okay. You guys are going to get the same question. You both got a chance to answer. Whoever so, answers first. So whoever nah. answers first, you're going to give it to each of us. Then we each of you. Okay. okay. Here we go. We're going to go. Uh, you guys over there. All right. All Gring- right. Well, gringos. Are there largemouth bass in Puerto Rico? You say yes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Jose and Gogo. Yeah, there definitely are. Too many. All right. You both. Uh, Let's see who can get closest. (laughs) What is the PB? What is the PRPBMLM? Puerto Rican personal best largemouth. Oh, wow. Closest in pounds without going over to steal this point. Oh, we got to look at the climate zone. Get a look at the climate zone. Oh, I know what it is. Just don't tell them. I'm guess. Really? You sure you know? Yeah, I think I know. My man. We got a winner. We're going. Right. Gringos are going 11-7. <laughs> All right. Puertos. 10, 10 something. Ten you can't something. just do 10 something. 10-5. 10 All right. 10-5 and 11-7. best is over 14 pounds. Ah! Pounds, baby! Yeah. White power! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Pounds. <laughs> you should Fun fact. The, there we go, There we go. Okay, hold on. Yeah, Fun fact, the one. Puerto Rican largemouth bass is the fastest growing bass in the world, reaching 12 inches in electric program. That's over 50,000 finger, fingerlings a year for oh, restocking, awesome. wow. which is about 50,000 more fingerlings than New Jersey has <laughs> yeah. ever stocked. Yeah, wow. no doubt. In our lifetimes. One to nothing, right. gringos. Yes. All right. That's Man. not good. All right, Jose and Gogo, you get this one first. All right. PR, of Maryland, Connecticut, or Rhode Island? I'm going to say Connecticut. Concur. Yeah? Okay. All right, you both got that one. No! Oh! <laughs> I was going to say Maryland. <laughs> nah. Okay. All right. The world's largest unemployment rate, line at the unemployment office, <laughs> telescope, or bowl of beans and rice. I know, I know this one. Tele- telescope. Yeah, telescope. All right, telescope. <laughs> See, each person should be getting a question because they just yeah. answer what I'm answering. Yeah. Take it easy. Take yeah. it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. He <laughs> said I saw him over there. He called me a cheat. <laughs> he was over there. Is it the Hubble? The most sensitive radio telescope in the world. It was in the climatic final scene of the James Bond movie Goldeneye, Uh if you all remember that. Yes. But actually, in terms of telescopes, you know I'm not cheating. They actually were most of all the nation's scopes. Rest in Chile because of the because of the altitude, the climate, and the uh, the clear oh, conditions. Really? Yep. All right. Mm. And Hawaii second. All right, Gringos. What percentage of rum sold in the U.S. is from Puerto Rico? Thirty-five, fifty, seventy, or ninety percent? Or ninety. So I'm thinking. So there's Jamaican and Puerto Rican rum, <laughs> and sugar is like one of the second largest exports. I'm gonna to have to say it's at 70 percentile. But what's the other? What, what's below 70? What's the other number? 35, 50, 70, or 90. The rum. 50. Yeah. The rum. Was so more developed than Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. The mic's on. They can hear you. All right. Let's go 70. I'll let you answer. I think 50, but we'll go 70. I'm thinking 52, but I like 70 because Puerto Rico. Is All right, go 50. We got a double 50. 50. All right. All right. It's a 70. Jose and Gogo. 70. Gogo said 70. Over 70. 70. Ah! I didn't have 
I know it. I know it. <laughs> it's the island's chief export. Yeah. Hi, right, man. This is the this is the, this is the one right here. All right. This is double points. Breaker. This is double points. This is double well, points. We're tied. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's tied. It's, yeah. it's over it anyway. What famous drink was born on the island? Which happens to be the question. What famous drink was born on the island and happens to be the island's national drink? Name that drink and win. Hmm. That's a good question. Is there another question? No. You know yeah. Name the drink. Yeah. What is it? Bacardi. Palomiel. <laughs> hey, one of those. See, I wouldn't have went with Bacardi. I don't have Palo an answer, Biel. Mike. I don't have I don't an answer. Know. Give me a second to think up three false answers. <laughs> <laughs> is that Drake? Uh... Is there another question? Yeah. I got another question. <laughs> what? Well, what, what was the answer? No, there is no other question. There is no other question. So, so, we, that, so, so it's a tie. not right. So we should get a couple more McC- McCarty's a damn brand. That's it's not even a drink. What <laughs> the wrong with you? Here you go. Here's <laughs> your three choices. Here's your three choices. Look at me. Malibu Bakeries, Pina Colada, or a Rum Runner. Wow. And begin. All right. Uh, pina colada. Gringo's going to guess it first. God. No. Team PR. Pina colada. Rum. <laughs> we can't lose to them. <laughs> Joe. Let's go. Joe, Joe, Joe Rivers now. and Joe go, Rivers. go, go, Gowalski. <laughs> <laughs> so you say it then. Uh, I hate see. Now, if I say pina colada, he's going to go, oh, because I said pina colada, you said pina colada. <laughs> You know also, I mean? you can say it. I can say it. I don't think that's it, though. So, what? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. All right, the answer is the pina colada, but the gringo's got it first. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Home Woo! cooking. Yeah. Trump was right. Play, play my theme song again. Play my theme song. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so hats on. let's reintroduce Joe Rivers and <laughs> <laughs> Former of Chicago. Go, 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 <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're a pretty good Puerto Rican. Yeah. I, I, now, listen, when it comes to this kind of. I was ready to go deep. I was ready to go deep. It was founded in 1493 by Christopher Columbus on yeah. his second trip back to America kind of under the Spanish flag oh that the first major export was cotton and sugar, now pharmaceuticals. I was ready all right. for all that shit. Wow. I told you to dig deep study. on you people, man. Damn it. <laughs> I thought you I knew it was Puerto Rican, bro. Wow. Oh, sure. Who knows, dude? Um, all right, so we've got uh, – we're going to keep it moving. And this is uh, – this is really uh, – this, this is kind of a moment that we wanted to happen last show. And, you know, the, 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 the thing about a lot when you people in, things happen. And you can't, you can't keep connections. People lose connections. They get busy. Time goes past, blah, blah, blah. And we were unable to get him officially last show, but we've got him here now. We're very excited to have him on Ike Live for the very first time. Dick Morris, everybody. Yeah. Dick Morris. Hey, Dick. How you doing, Dick? Hey, Dick. How you doing hey, tonight? Hey, What's going on, Essays? How, how you all doing tonight? We're not Essays anymore. We lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> I was talking to you. I was talking to Ike and Ellie. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
First of all, Dick, Dick, thank you for joining us, and and great job on your big W on the Jim River. Good job there on the Jim. I mean, after 238 starts, I might as well finally win, and why not win? against that long it's nice to give him a little noogie in the head every once in a while you did that so that was awesome well you know 20 years as an elite bass angler i mean finally i've got to get the w are you a little upset that bernie schultz still has the record now uh, above you Sorry, 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 guys. I just, you know, my medicine's important. But as far as Bernie's concerned, I mean, I'm, I'm a still, I'm a young gentleman still, so I still have another 238 starts to me. He'll probably win one soon, and I'll get the record back because every record. Well, I, I tell you, it was a, it was an impressive win. I fished out there with you, and, and you know, you were very consistent over three days. So congratulations on that. That was pretty, pretty amazing. You know, I, I want to just jump to something real quick. And, you know, when you talk about being branded and having a different class of your own, uh, but I, 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 this is like live, and I have to just go ahead and put it out there. Who started that look first, the hair and the visor? Was it you or was it Byron Velvick? <laughs> Byron, it will always be bigger than me, you know, what we're saying. But and when I'm in Shreveport, I can still have the game up with this book. Not, not, not The Bachelor. 100% me. Hey, Dick, this is Mark Jeffries, Bass Talk Live. Congratulations on your win. What was that bubbly sound we just heard? Uh, that was my medicine. Hold on. Actually, I think it's time for another hit. I mean, it's, it's another turn for my medicine. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's uh, it's 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 my nightly ritual. I mean, Mike, you've seen me many years. It's my it's my nightly medicine. I gotta get up in the morning. I'm I'm currently staying in my rich brother's basement. Back on the road cause I, gotta go to I gotta beat Pete one more time. Right, right. I I I definitely understand it. Uh, I I do want to clarify some rumors, and we had a rumor floating around that at one time you trailered your bass boat with a Trans Am. Uh, can, can, can you verify that, or did you actually? Of course, I'm going to have wow. to Triton. Wow. That's it, Triton. That's amazing. It was the best, too. It had the orange lights, and it went, and with the mercury on the back of the Triton, that thing really flew. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people that watch this show on Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Um, and, and you did get a little bit of flack when you were here fishing the Elite Series on the Delaware River. Uh, you know, basically, we've got a quote from you back then saying that you thought the bass on the Delaware River were just completely random and bass should never hold a major. On your, on your I mean, I, I still stand by that, that, that comment. I mean, why are we going to go to the Delaware River? It's so random. In one flip, you can get a shopping cart. and the next flip, you can get a dead body. It was right. still not enough bass, and of course, you're going to win. Right. <laughs> right. Now, we also heard rumor that Trip Weldon, the tournament after you made that post on social media. Is that true? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna take an official stance here. We didn't really announce it. I'm not so good with PR, but now that I'm talking to you guys, I can tell you the true story. What it is, we got together, I pulled up in my 88, my 81 Trans Am, me and Trip. I gave him a blonde wig, we went and hung out for a little bit, 
We had a few brews. Said him and I have smoothed it over. So when I I'm going to qualify for the elites again this year, and my brother's going to back me, and Trip and I are going to be all set. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I I hope you do it. Uh, you know, we've got a little list here of hobbies. Uh, you know, from all the professional ones here. I want to just go over and and just comment on them as I go down the list. Scuba, okay. scuba diving. Scuba diving. Is that true? Well, it is because I, I, you know, I really like horticulture, so I like to go diving and finding the weed, you know. So <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy scuba diving for that. Gotcha, a hobby. Glass blowing. Well, that was actually my ex-wife's thing, but we went through a really nasty divorce. But she was really good at blowing the glass. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And last one I want to just mention here that I thought stood out was collecting cabbage patch dolls. Well. I wasn't patch, but instead I just go to KB Toys on the weekends, and I would buy cabbage patches, and I'd put them in the 81 Trans Am. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Uh, has, has your life changed, Dick, in the last two or three weeks since your big win? I, I mean, you, like that, and your life changes. Comment on that for me, Dick. Well, it's really funny. You guys are the first ones to call me. I won, and nobody has called. I don't understand it. I'm, really? I'm out trying to get some sponsorship. I'm going to fish the Classic next year. So any potential sponsors, you go to dickmorris.com, and I, I'm, I'm looking for you. i got to say culture, but my life really hasn't changed. I'm still stuck in my brother's basement. Hey, hey, Dick, it's Mark Jeffries. If Boyd Deckard calls out, we'll have you on the show. I mean, I want to come in studio. Notice how you guys invite Sonar or Radar, but you don't invite Dick Morris. They also have an award-winning podcast. Oh! <laughs> What's that? Yes. What's it's what? actually called My Weekly Medicine. Oh! <laughs> wow! Yeah, and the whole time, all I do is bitch about people from New England. It's a lot of fun. You guys should actually listen to it. I'm trying to get on iTunes, but apparently that costs money, and, you know, we all know. You mentioned this earlier. You are indeed... Going to go to the last Northern Open, which is in a few weeks on Douglas. You yeah. have to go there and compete to get your classic berth. What are your expectations, and, and what do you expect from, from the tournament on Douglas? Well, I, I was watching the show earlier, and I know Pete was talking about the baton. There's a really good bite. And what you, I'm going to go flip some weed. I'm going to find as much weed as I can find, and I'm going to flip it. And i got this new kind of bait. What we do is we roll it up. We kind of heat it up a little bit, and I'm just going to toss it in there. And I think that I'm going to be on the bite. I'm going to win two opens this year because I'm going to be on that weed bite. Oh, is that that sprinkler frog? Sprinkler frog is really good if you can run it over the weed. <laughs> the problem is I was trying that, but the weed, it, it didn't smell like a skunk, so I didn't think it was the right weed. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, Dick, we, uh, we're, Dick, we're sorry we tricked you down this week. And, uh, man, we, we just we, we wish you all the success in the world moving forward and keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely, with your different personality and your look, you're an icon of the sport, Dick, and, and we, we definitely appreciate what you're doing. And we forgive you for blowing us off last week. Yeah, we forgive I did not blow you guys off. It, just like Christy, I got one of those phone calls about child support, and I was kind of I was, I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> 
We totally understand, and we do forgive you, Dick, and uh, and and good luck at Douglas. <laughs> Hopefully, again, you have to fish that event to make the class. Register, fish the event, do the best you can do, and we'll see you at the Hartwell Classic this year. I'm looking for a link, so any co-anglers that, you know, call me, anybody call me. I mean, I'll get you on the weed bite, but you got to call me to find the <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. There you have it, everybody. Dick Morris. Dick Morris. The one and only Dick Morris. Amazing hair in the sport right now. Wow. I like Dick Morris. Dick Morris is a good dude. Brian, we, we, uh, we gave him a hard time. He's a good guy. Hey. I, I feel bad about busting his stones. Totally redeemed himself. Yeah. Dick Morris is a good, that's good stuff right there. It's pretty amazing. All right, let's, uh, I want to do, I want to give some more stuff away. Let's, let's do that. I think this is neat. And real quick, I want to thank everybody. This has been an amazing show. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. But let's give some more stuff away. Brian Carpenter, what do you got? You waving your hand at me? Okay. Your boy, Go. your, your, your co host. All right. Dave Brodzik? What? No, we're giving stuff away. What are we giving yeah. away? Uh, what? <laughs> give stuff away. Okay. Let's let's do some trivia here, and we've got uh, we have trivia questions. They're painful. All right. <laughs> They're painful. Hold on. No, I've got trivia questions for Pete Kluzik. Unless, do you guys have trivia questions? Do you guys have an idea of some stuff you want to do? Yeah. Um, go ahead. You do. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do some. Yeah. We got. How about the most creative explanation of the kind of medicine Dick Morris was just burning? <laughs> How about caption? Oh shoot! We got we got the go go picture. Get the go go picture. Oh yeah. Oh, hold on, Mike. I got this. We got to caption this that we almost blew past. <laughs> oh, there it is. Look at that. All right. All right. So we, got, we have a we have a, a prize we're going to give away. Best caption for this photo. <laughs> we'll win a prize. Go go. Yeah. What do we want to give away for this? Because we got some some great stuff here. I that mean, was, look at look at these before, baits. These amazing was, baits. Hats. What, what, what do we want to give away for this this caption of this photo? I love the Yeah. And all kinds of okay, stuff. Okay, Lunker Lore package for the best caption of this photo. We want them to call in. And, uh, uh-oh. Wait a minute. Did we just... Pry, we just had a surprise guest walk in. Hold <laughs> on a second. Where'd he come from? Oh, my gosh, making an appearance! Back on Ike Live! It's... The Stormtrooper! Stormtrooper, everybody! Stormtrooper, how are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Okay, good to see you. I noticed you got into the spirit today, and you got a little, you got a skull cap on there. What do you, what do you have on? I finally get the Oh! Growing up in West Berlin. Yes? I was not able to express myself. Right. That's Berlin, New Jersey we're talking about. Oh, Berlin, New Jersey, right. <laughs> Berlin, New Jersey. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> Hola, mi. Bienvenido con crudadanos protocuanos. Hoy vamos a yaga un yago la maro la betfaya un yago tande proto sera una pregunta la cuesta is badara pro the ike. It's a shame it took Brian's a carpenter. To invite you here, after all your volunteer work for the Ike machine, <laughs> we will now commence with the rapid fire. Oh, rapid fire! <laughs> Very exciting. Rapid fire. I'm afraid. The storm, the stormtrooper. 
First question for Gogo Gavoski. <laughs> what would you rather own? An original 1966 An original 1966 Toyota Corolla Show floor quality Or A signed 1977 copy Of Menudo's debut LP <laughs> Los Fantasmas By all of the original members Wow Wow Joey the Rivers It's gotta be worth something Joey the Rivers Joey the Rivers <laughs> If if we were to search your phone's history, what are NJFed, IkeLight.com, or Eight Street Latinas, Latina debutante, or Latina Palooza? <laughs> I'll probably Latina Palooza. Eight Street. <laughs> Go, 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 <laughs> Puerto Rican Vixen, do you prefer J Lo before she was P Diddy, <laughs> or Vida Guerrero then, now, and the future? Hmm. Maria's watching. <laughs> oh. You taught. Maria, that's it. <laughs> Maria. Unbelievable. Mike, I pass that question to you. Being the Go-Go's Gonads are missing. Yes. <laughs> go, go, go. So were the J-Lo, before she was P. Diddy. Yes. Or Vida Guerrero. Yes. Agreed. It's easy. Agreed. Joey? Yeah. Joey. <laughs> what are you most likely to forget just prior to getting on the road for a derby? A. You're polarized. B, your burner phone. Well, my car insurance is on auto pay, so that's good. I'm going to go with the polarized. Copy that. Kowalski, <laughs> at this stage in your life, would you rather make gay? Mari gay. <laughs> uh, last question. Thank God. Josef Rivers. <laughs> what common traits of Zagazani do you find most repugnant? <laughs> A. The smell of the vet hair when at a shower. <laughs> B. Then we hijack and start using urban street corner vernacular, thus instantly rendering it corny. Bossy. Even the indigenous tribesmen live there for thousands of years. <laughs> the three, definitely three. <laughs> Copy. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Thank you. Rapid fire, everybody, from Stormtrooper. I now must declare we will restore the. Because we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dirty. <laughs> Stormtrooper, everybody. Wow. wow. Man, the show just wouldn't be the same without Rabbit <laughs> Foot. <laughs> All right, we'll see Amazing. if we got any comments. Oh, my gosh. 
It's amazing because I didn't know Stormtrooper had Puerto Rican heritage. Wow, it was how crazy. His accent was phenomenal. Phenomenal. His Latin accent. Yeah, that's Berlin, New Jersey. It's <laughs> thick. West Berlin. Oh, West Berlin. West Berlin. It's thick accent, man. I think that's the one. That's crazy. Uh, again, the show, Mystery Tackle Box. Use the promo code Ike Live for twenty dollars off your first box. Nah, no. Nah. It's Ike. It's Ike Live twenty. Oh, well that's Ike the, Live two zero. Notes. You have regular Ike Live. Well, that's the other notes. Well, just no, get it. Let's get it right. Twenty dollars off your first box. Uh, Bash University. Try BU. Ten free days. Liquid Mayhem, Ike Live 25, 25% off anything on Liquid Mayhem site. Real Snot promo code Ike Live 25, 25% off anything on the Real Snot site. Give a lot of stuff away, dude. I know. Some To find out what Brian's first favorite rod is. Are we calling? Are we going to call that one in? Uh, they were on hours ago. All right. I mean, you're not getting nothing from these other ones. You're getting bad <laughs> advice. Yeah. That's all you're getting from bad advice. <laughs> so, 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 boy, what do you got to tell me? Ah, I'm on Tinder again. <laughs> um, Brian Carpenter. We have a winner from the picture. Let's put it up. What do we got? Eric, Eric, we do. Uh, Eric what do we got? Yeah. Come in. We got a couple of decent ones. We got to pick one. Steve Donis, he's so dreamy. Bingo. <laughs> what was Love that? it first, so go. DNA says you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, wow. you, thank you, thank you. That's pretty stout. Yeah, thank it. you. That's, thank stout. You. Oh. That's pretty stout. Who, and who who submitted that one, Eric? Boyd. I think that may be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's winner. Yeah. You are the winner of the... That you'll never get. Because I, I won the O'Meals thing at the kayak tournament. I don't even know what I won because I haven't gotten it. <laughs> the dream killer. You're not even going to get it. You will never I got nothing to do with that one. That's Becky. All right, we got. Uh, let's see. I do want to. We've got a couple more things, right? We have got maybe two or yeah. three more. Uh, this, this one is via Pete Glusick. This is a really good one. Oh boy. Hold on, let me find it here. Sweetest Peter. No, this is this is actually a decent one from Pete. And this question is: In Ray Scott's first tournament in 1967, it was at Beaver Lake. What was the payout ratio in Ray Scott's first derby in 1967? So, like how many spots hint. did they pay down? You're saying? Yeah. What was the payout ratio? Um, are we answering this? I'll or give for you the a fans? hint. No, we're, we're this is a trivia question. All right. First person to get this right. <laughs> it's the exact same payout ratio as today in 2017. It's the exact same payout ratio. Uh, now pay out amount. The ratio yeah, is same. And for this one, go go. What are we giving, giving away for this one? This is the old bait pack. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good bait pack. Look I looked at, that. at it already. That's loaded. Very cool bait pack. Look at that. We got tubes. We got lizards. Dynamite colors. Look at that thing. Ooh, that's a big tube. I wanted to win that G Loomis, man. <laughs> hmm. Hold on, I don't think I could have come up with better than St. Clair snare. Nah, that's right up the end. I like it. Okay. All right. What do we got coming through? Anything good, Eric? Everybody sleep. We got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we got absolutely nothing. We're only four hours in. Let's send it to Dick Morris. Dick Morris, you if go. you're still watching and you want to win this, what's the power ratio? All right. Why we're why we're uh, a couple uh, next show? Brian DeCarpenter. What is the date? What? 
I have no idea. <laughs> you tell me, buddy. Okay. Uh, remind you again, if you want to catch past episodes, go to iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, BikeLive.com. Uh, while you're at iTunes, give us a positive review. Why? It's a uh, nice thing to do. The internet's full of dicks. It is. <laughs> They're nice. Uh, shout out to O'Meals for providing some amazing food tonight. Really good. Answers? Really good meals. Shout out to O'Meals. Go to O'Meals.com. Dude, that is good stuff. Really man. good I'm stuff. BSing, guys. It's like, really good stuff. Try some home with me. Yeah. Work. M- minus the pain. I want to corner you guys real quick. Ike Foundation event next year. It's going to be in July, right before the Elite event on the Upper Bay. We'd love to have you guys help again. Oh, no yeah. problem. I'd be gladly. Don't worry about it. Told my club members. No, it's we'll gladly be there. Yeah, That's awesome. You know, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> you know the answer? <laughs> I think Kaminskis says everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, yeah part, participation trophy. Yeah, participation. Do you know the answer, Eric? The intern. You do. We okay. do. Yeah. Nothing correct. Eric the intern. Eric the intern. Hey, do our guests have? Everybody who supports us, you know, we really appreciate it. You know, thanks a lot for having us on the show. It's been awesome. Great seeing you and talking to you guys. Same here. Ryan, you guys yeah, I was going to say, Jose, you got gone. any nice words to say about me before we close this out? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Best person ever. I'm so glad you finally got a gift pack for somebody. You're <laughs> thanks the man, to John Jose. Velez. You can thank you very much for having me, Ike, my new brother from Puerto Rico, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, and Eric. 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 And um, D&G Express, I mean, all my sponsors, supporting sponsor, and our fans, that if it ain't for you, we won't be having this show today. So, thank you very Laura, we still got some stuff, so we'll yeah, be we'll grabbing some names, give some giveaway. We got some more hats and everything. Awesome. Laura High C, Eco Pro. Yeah, here's, here's what we're going to do. Brian, I'm, I'm going to end the show with one last <laughs> contest, since there are a few items we didn't give away, and there's okay. some, some great stuff here. Do a contest for the best memes for Ike Live yes. coming in. We get some great memes. Uh, there's some solid. Let's yeah, start do. a contest for this, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to use some of the stuff that you see here, some of the stuff that we've got from Tackle Warehouse, TH Marine. Send in your memes, and we're going to start giving away. Let's do it. Who did the Game of Thrones memes of Mike's face? It's a good one. Joseph Benevia. He's wow. a killer, dude. No, that was, Shout that out to Joe. That was solid. That might he should first, get one for that. Retro. That retroactive. I thought you guys retroactive. Thought no. Go, go. I'm, I, I hire other people to do my work. Before I get off the show, <laughs> I definitely have to thank for life. Let me come. Yes, thank you. Only because it was says Ike. If not, it would never be no one else. But anyway, <laughs> Maria, I love you. We're getting married next month. Yeah. So... But anyway, but um, I'm happy to be here. Have a wonderful woman backing me up all the time, and my fans and my friends. They always support me, my club members, Mike Kamiskis, and all the other guys. DNG Express. I mean, they're from Alabama. He just bought a house in I think Wilson. So guess what? If you need a place to stay. You'd be glad to go over there, guys, too, too. Well, tell them your name's Gowalski. You get a pay raise. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, um, it was awesome. It was know, awesome having you guys in the studio. We didn't bring a little gift for you because um, we couldn't pick it up, but we'll leave it for the next time. That's the next time. And thank you guys for the food, too. We didn't mention. You guys brought some amazing food. Oh, man. Did they we all dogged it. before the show yeah, started. Oh, yeah. nah, it was awesome. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it was no, there's awesome. some left. Yeah. For cooking, baby, you know, 
rinky dink, the pork, roast pork, and some plantain. My fiance, she cooked in the morning that yellow rice, and today I cooked the rice beans. And Jose got the banana, so so good. A little yeah, bit of everything, awesome. you know, Spanish tradition, you know. Very nice. good, and I appreciate it. You know, very good. Uh, and we do want to thank everybody watching. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you everybody in the house tonight. Dave Brodzik, Jose Gogo, Brian DeCarpenter, Eric the Intern, Becky, uh, Miles, Jason, Christie, and of course. Dick Morris (laughs) for calling it at the end. Uh, We appreciate everybody. Thank you. God bless. Have a good night. We'll see you. Good night, everybody.